You're listening to The Next Dimension. Dragon Ball Z presents Humanity's End, Return to the Room of Spirit and Time, and the Kamikaze Ghost. 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 Very well done. Thank you. Now it's time. I fear to Welcome, listeners. With me, oh, I am Jesse, and with me is Don, and this is The Next Dimension for October. Are we wanting to date it? Oh, no, yeah, it's fine. I'm not, <laughs> this, isn't the, this isn't the Batman universe. We don't care about that. Uh, <laughs> That's and, what I was thinking of when I said that. <laughs> yeah, it's a running joke over there. Well, in fact, you know, it being October is quite uh, ironic. I don't think I meant to do this, but uh, it's Halloween month, so it's ironic that we're talking about ghosts in this episode. Ho, ho, ho. I actually thought that while watching these. I I did it, but I think I think the cr- thought crossed my mind as I was driving home to record. So, uh, ooh, yeah, I'm sure they were very scary. Actually, although I would like to see a a cosplay as a kamikaze ghost or somebody going trick or treating as kamikaze, that'd be kind of cool. Anyway, how are you doing this month, Jesse? I'm great. Uh, work has slowed down, or is going to be slowing down soon, so I'm going to have some more free time. Before the holidays really kick in high gear, uh, working retail holidays are a nightmare. But <sighs> and fall is my favorite season, and it's in it's in full swing down here in Georgia, exactly. as much as it can be since it's always hot. But mm. it's hoodie weather, so has it been raining any? Uh, yeah, rained a couple days, but uh, as of right now, it's it's nice and chilly and dry. So I gotcha. Yes, yeah, it's been raining over here. It's been ever since football season opened up. It's uh, pretty busy over at uh, your local Papa John's. So. That's uh, pretty much how it is in our size of the country. Anyway, let's get on to the episodes. Uh, as we like to say for the past several months, <laughs> we're still on the Vusaka. God, this is long. Um, and um, we have a lot to talk about these episodes. A lot of big change, a lot of game changers, really. 
Um, I'm looking for. I've been looking for this for a long time, and I'll get into it when we get to the reviews. But first, uh, in the news uh, segment of the episode, the impromptu news segment. I know Battle of Gods is out on Blu-ray and DVD, so pick it up while you can. I've yet to pick it up, but um, I don't know if we. I don't believe we talked about this uh, when we briefly talked about Battle of Gods when it came out in theaters. But there's actually an extended edition, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's out in. U.S. I think it might be. I know it's out in Japan for for DVD and Blu-ray, but uh, there was at least 20 minutes of, of extra content that they cut for the theatrical release. So, and that bumps it up to what like a over an hour and a half long, right? Yeah, that that would put it at uh, I would say just shy of two hours. Um, I, I've actually like not not uh, sought out what is in the extra content. Just I don't want to spoil myself. I don't think it's any, anything big. But I, although I do know just like just the basic things, there is a bit more of fighting with uh, Billows and some of the other characters. But that's all I that's all I can imagine. Um, Twenty minutes is a lot to cut out of an animated film, so I'll be interested to see. I'm yeah, definitely going to get that. I mean, that. that's essentially a whole arc of like a sixty minute you know, mm-hmm. feature. Absolutely, it could be a whole extra episode. So, uh, but yeah, go out and get that now. Um, I believe that is it. I don't think there's any news on like the upcoming 2015 DBZ movie, uh, which is closer than ever because since uh, 2014 is almost over. With. So, why yeah, don't we forgetting that? Uh, yeah, it's almost over. Like, oh yeah, crap. Yeah, we have November and December, and uh, in December is our uh, third anniversary, and we might do something special. We might not, but we might. So, keep an eye out for that. As I lo- look shiftily to my left and my right. Anyway, my hands are steepled right now. You can't even tell. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, let's hit some emails, shall we? Uh, Jesse, you've got this first one, and the first one is from uh, a fellow named George. He starts off. Hi guys. Well, hey guys. Thanks to the extra long episode 33, my train rides to and from work can take an hour or more, so it's a big help to have something fun to listen to. Actually, today I just got back home from the Tokyo Game Show. They had some fun stuff there, like a demo for Mighty Number no. 9 and Sunset Overdrive, both of which I recommend. They also had a demo for Dragon Ball Xenoverse. They only had about eight characters to pick from, Goku, Young Gohan, Raditz, Vegeta, Krillin, Yamcha, and some characters I created just for the game. I got to play twice. My first playthrough was with Goku, the game looks very pretty. It's a very clean game. It's a very clean look, almost right out of the show. I wasn't used to the controls, but I gradually figured things out, and it wasn't a few minutes before I was flying around, beating people up, beating, beating people up and shooting some energy blasts. For, a sec- for my second turn, I thought about picking Yamcha, because he's Jesse's favorite. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. But I had to go with my favorite character, Krillin. If you guys get the chance, you should definitely give it a try. Anyway... I'm loving every episode you guys put out. Keep up the good work, fellas. George. Thank you very much, George. Yeah, I'm glad we can be of entertainment to you while you commute to work. I know. I, I, yeah, I know how podcasts can save people during that, so I'm, I'm appreciative that uh, you use us as a plentiful distraction. Yeah, and, and Xenoverse is not out yet, um, but I'm glad, I'm glad that you had fun with it, uh, despite their, their betrayal from last month. I, I, I do intend to t- check it out because it does look pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'm at least going to gonna run it and play it. Get a get an idea of what it's about because because so far every every EBZ game I encounter is kind of in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first uh, like, like a big new except one. for Battle of Z and this one. It's like okay, yeah, I can I can kind of jump in on the ground level and no one else will be way better than me already. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's awesome. You got to go to the Tokyo Game Show, uh, and those, yeah, uh, both those games he was referring to. I I've wanted to play and and DBZ Xenoverse. So I'm jealous of you, George. I've not heard of uh, Mighty Number no. Nine and Sunset Overdrive. Are you familiar with those? Uh, Sunset Overdrive. It's kind of like a. It reminds me of Jet Set Radio on the Dreamcast. Oh, okay, okay. Or Jet okay, Grind yeah. Radio, okay. and the other one is from the creator of Mega Man. Really? Yeah, he uh, he left Capcom, and it's about as close to a sequel to Mega Man as you can get without being a Mega Man like game. It plays exactly the same. It looks like the art style is very similar. He just doesn't have a, a gun for a hand. I'm looking at it right now. Wow, it's pretty much a ripoff, but it's from the same creator. So that's that's. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big Mega Man fan, so that's pretty cool. Why haven't I heard about this? <laughs> it, was a, it was actually a Kickstarter, and it surpassed like every goal possible, and it's coming to like every system. Very cool. Like I think the, the, the initial Kickstarter was for like a downloadable PlayStation version, and it's even coming to the Wii. Like, mm. made that look Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I was sure to see that. Thank, for, thank you for the recommendations, George. Um, our next email is from a returning friend. Uh, we have it once again, Mr. Rich Bourne. What's up, dudes? Sorry I didn't write in last month, but I have a new job taking up my life and have been way, <laughs> way too faked to do much of anything in the meantime. But I've been listening diligently and once again dipping into the backlog to get me through my overnight shifts. But enough about, about all that. Let's talk DBC. While I don't have much to say about what's happening in the story at this point, I do have some questions rattling around in my increasingly hazy brain. Should Super Saiyan 3 have been the extended state? Super Saiyan is such a spectacular transformation, but Super Saiyan 2 is basically some lightning and extra spiky hair. But at the opposite end of the spectrum is Super Saiyan 3, with a cave brow and hair that makes Goku look like something off a Rob Zombie album. <laughs> I understand Super Saiyan 2 is a stopgap between the other power levels, but its design is just lazy, honestly. I think a jump from Super Saiyan to Super Saiyan 3 would be more of a substantial transformation. My other big thought is on Su Saiyan training. Since Super Saiyan is just a power multiplier, would training in base form increase your overall power? I understand staying powered up and training your endurance as a Super Saiyan, but does that translate to actual gains in power? Oh, and one more thought that came to me as I write this. Why didn't Goku use a hyperbolic time chamber while Dr. War, I mean, Briefs, built his spaceship on Dynamic? One full year of training plus the gravity on the ship during the trip would have skyrocketed his strength. Nobody builds a spaceship in a day. Nobody! Except for Tony Stark. That should, <laughs> that should do it for now, so I'll leave you with a brief story. Last week I went to see Limp Biscuit and MGK in concert with a friend. Well, this was my first concert, concert so I was stoked. So during Biscuit's set, I found my way into the brutal mosh pit. As I thrashed alongside everyone, I soon find myself standing victorious along one other. <laughs> the other mosher, that other mosher, was wearing an orange t-shirt with the King Kai symbol on the back. <laughs> we KO f***ing kin the competition. Rock on, oh. dudes. Rich born. I love this guy. <laughs> Rich, Rich is just like I, I love his stories. He is the life of the party every time he emails. Thank you very much, Rich. Uh, life percent. Uh, let's see. Uh, his question about the uh, Super Saiyan three. So, you know, do you think that like uh, I think it's a fair point. The Super Saiyan three like the visualization. Uh, because you now like no, it's not just for, for Goku. Everyone who goes Super Saiyan three looks like that. 
How do you think that? How do you? What, how do you think that makes the Super Saiyan 2 transformation? Because the Super Saiyan 2 transformation is is almost almost impossible to, to recognize in terms of like visualizations. So do you think that like in terms of a Super Saiyan level, like Super Saiyan 3 is what Super Saiyan 2 should have been? How, what do you what do you make of what uh, what he said, Jesse? Well, in light of Super Saiyan 3, it makes Super Saiyan 2 seem more like 1.5, mm-hmm. you know, or or like a less substantial. Because obviously it is a big, you know, much bigger physical difference between two and three than one and two. Right. But I think that's that's probably just due to the the writing and kind of the nature of the storytelling. <laughs> yeah. I think Toriyama probably just like built in Super Saiyan two is like, oh yeah, th- throw away a line, and then maybe it gained more traction, or he he re- revisited the idea with three and wanted to make it a much bigger deal, and had probably had more better better ideas or more designs in his mind by that point. So yeah, that's why I, I think there's some inconsistency. Because mm-hmm. even if there was like a like a bigger transformation, not necessarily like he looks, you know, like closer to say in three, but even just like something different, like in uh, his god form, he's skinnier. You know, that's right. still a more noticeable transformation, even though it's not necessarily what you'd expect. But he he doesn't have to increasingly get larger. But yeah, I think uh, I'd say overall, I probably like the design of three better. I mean. Even though he, it, it's just mainly just because it's more identifiable. You can easily see, okay, that's it. You know, that's it's really that's striking. It's it's really like like eye catching, and um, yeah, it, it's just like it makes the characters completely recognizable, which which I kind of like. I, yeah, I've always like when I was a kid and I saw Super Saiyan three, I could not wrap my head around the idea that that was Goku. It was just like that. What really? Dang! Like like he like like he just get he's so different. He has to be extremely powerful. So I really like it. Um, yeah, I, if Super Saiyan two. Th- and we talked about this on the episode, like, um, except for, like, the Cell games with Gohan, when he went from Super Saiyan to Super Saiyan 2, where his hair did spike up a lot larger, and he saw the obvious, uh, lightning bolts, it is very difficult, I mean, I, I, could, I could not tell you, besides the lightning bolts, uh, the difference between Super Saiyan 1 and 2 Vegeta, um, I can't tell you the difference between Super Saiyan 1 and 2 Goku, but it's very slight, and only a nerd would really be able to, to figure it out, like me, because, like, like the, the banks in his hairs are slightly different, um, and that's always, like, a thing, when, when Gohan was fighting Deborah. Was he Super Saiyan one or two? That's like a debate amongst fans because there's really, there's hardly a difference when he's this age. So, I think it is Toriyama just trying to like you know, better himself in terms of differentiating powers. And I would agree that like it kind of it kind of exposes Super Saiyan two to be to to, to lack a certain design uh, quality. Uh, Super Saiyan three does so. I I, I I think I think ultimately like that's that's uh, what we come away with Super Saiyan three. Uh, as for why Goku didn't use the time chamber when Dr. Bruce was making his, uh, t- his, uh, t- uh, spaceship, uh, because Toriyama probably didn't invent it yet. <laughs> he probably didn't think about that yet, because the reference that, oh, I, 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 he said that he was using it when he was in Dragon Ball, but, like, they, that, we've never seen that before, so it's probably because Toriyama was at least two years away from thinking that plot point up. That's, in the universe, um, maybe it's because that, like, I know that Master Roshi told them that, Gohan and Krillin and Bulma were all in trouble with Vegeta on the planet, so he probably had to go over there as fast as he could, and probably couldn't make time to... Uh, even if it was a day, he probably couldn't waste any any time, so... That's my no prize for it. What do you... Have any thoughts on that? That sounds great. Because, yeah, I, I, I just assume that he forgot. It's just <laughs> Goku. I mean, that's that's entirely possible. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. See, I, uh, this entire time, I assumed that... that the hyperbolic time chamber was something we had seen in Dragon Ball because they referenced it, or that it, that he had used it before. 
There is a uh, when he tra- when he trains with Kami. There's a three year time skip between Goku training with Kami and then him meeting everyone else at the uh, 23rd tournament. <laughs> when Kami sent him there on the mission to fight and kill Piccolo, uh, like, like in that time skip, like uh, we, we're assumed, like you know, going looking back on it, that Goku used the time chamber then, but we're never, it's never really referenced or, or brought up, and um, it's only kind of expanded on when they first mentioned it and during the Cell Saga. Um, hmm. But it's, it's it's one of those things like oh I I guess he's it's kind of like this is this is kind of a, a tangent but like uh in Batman comics, uh in the the prodigal storyline when Dick Grayson was Batman for the first time in the nineties, Bruce just like went away like like oh we don't know he's like, oh I just gotta you know get my crap together. Later on in No Man's Land, it's revealed that like around Gotham City there are like makeshift Bat caves where he kind of hang out and you know uses used to. Kind of you know used as a headquarters, and it was revealed that like during that time in Prodigal, he was doing that. He was kind of setting those up. It's sort of like I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's a retcon, but it's sort of retconned into the history in terms of like yeah, it's not a, not technically a retcon because it doesn't change anything, but right. it's like just kind of stuck in there where wherever it can fit. Yeah, it, it kind of just it, sl- it slipped in there in a way that is is absolutely unintrusive. It doesn't hurt the storyline, but um, it's uh. It's something that you just did not know about uh, over over a, a period of time in the series where you thought you were familiar with it. Turns out you weren't. It's sort of like like Battle of Gods in and of itself. We didn't know Battle of Gods happened until it, it came into being. So you know. Uh, our next email is from Alan or Alan Taylor. He said he talks how to pronounce his name uh, in the email. So our next email is from Mr. Alan Tyler. Hello, Jesse and Donovan. It's been a long time since our last email. So long, in fact that you might not even remember me. I'm still an avid listener to your podcast. I'm so pleased to hear that you guys are gaining so many listeners. Take a bow, guys. You've earned it. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. You guys were talking about a live-action version of Dragon Ball, and I was wondering if you have ever watched the awful yet hilarious called Dragon Ball The Magic Begins. You can watch it on YouTube, and he sends a leak. I have not seen it. Uh, Donovan, have you seen it? Oh no! Um, I think I may have seen a, vis- a, a physical copy at Suncoast back when Suncoast was a thing. I've never watched it. I've heard and imagined that it looks terrible. It's literally like like a imagine like a really low budget, like like low low budget. It looks like it's from the early seventies martial arts film. I think it's a Chinese film. Um, it's supposed to be really bad. It's supposed to be like like sli- it's, it's supposed to be slightly more accurate than DBZ Evol- or Dragon Ball Evolution, but um, that's not hard. <laughs> I I've not I've not seen it. Um, I've I've not really looked into seeing it because I heard I I, I fear crap. I have I have a limit myself. Um, <laughs> but maybe maybe someday we might uh at least look into it. I'm not promising anything. I really I really don't want to subject myself to this. But you know no 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 promises. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe we'll delve more into it before the show uh, runs out. So uh, we'll put a pin in that movie for now. Uh, he continues on, or he finishes, I guess. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear you guys' reaction to it and th- what it stands up to Dragon Ball Evolution. Anyway, I don't want to babble on. Have a, have a great day, guys. Alan Taylor, Tyler. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Alan. It's, it's good to hear. Yeah, I, 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 we remember you. It's very good to hear from you. Uh, thank you for the link. Unless unless it you know is terrible, then damn you for the link. <laughs> our final email for today, or this email, I should say, because he always titles it emails, is from our friend, Mr. Alex Evangeli. Alex writes in, Dear Don and Jesse, last episode was another great multi-parter. 
It makes me wonder if splitting the emails and the coverage could be the norm from now on. Uh, it depends on the amount of emails. I mean, I think that like we probably might not do it this month because uh, there's there's enough to fit into a regular episode that doesn't go for three hours, but we shall see. To quickly touch on something you guys discussed last time, I agree about how the anime-slash-manga is still not accepted in the wider US-slash-UK pop culture, whereas thanks to Hollywood comic book superheroes and comic books are more accepted today now more than ever. I don't know why, though. I mean, Dragon Ball had a live-action movie too, right? <laughs> but seriously, compared to comic books, anime and manga are less accepted in modern pop culture due to the cultural gap between Japanese culture and society and more Western society. By contrast, although superhero series like Superman and the X-Men in a way are in a way a niche, it was still a niche created by an intended and intended for, uh, for a more Western audience. What I really don't get, though, is the fan wars between comic book fans and manga anime fans. To me, it's redundant and a bit like someone who likes Hollywood films deriding something from the French cinema scene. It's just another culture's interpretation of the same medium influenced by specifics of their culture. They just work differently and offer different flavors. Neither one is inherently bad. And considering both, at least until recently, had a certain stigma about them, sure solidarity among us lovers of successful storytelling should be encouraged. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree. I, we agree. Um, I do too. And I don't, you know, he says the he says there's like animosity between on both sides, and I don't know if that's necessarily true because, from everything I've, I've kind of gathered and seen, the Japanese generally like are really kind of favorable towards Western, right? You know, Western entertainment, uh, or at least you know a lot of it. Uh, I I know that you have comic books published over there, and the characters are huge over there. So I really think it's just kind of the the U.S. and the more English speaking are kind of hesitant towards manga. Like I don't, I don't know if the culture shock goes both ways as deeply. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm really not unsure of. I think maybe hipsters in the, I say hipsters, people, uh, people in America who enjoy manga and anime don't care for comics. But I, I think like the Japanese in themselves. I know that Japan specifically, like, like I know this for a fact. They love Western culture. I think that's probably why a lot of their Western culture, a lot of the Western culture over there is uh, homogenized. I mean, they made a, they've recently made a Batman burger for God's sake. Uh, hell, uh, during Battle of Gods' run in Japan, there was a, a tie-in merchandising scheme with KFC. <laughs> oh, but that's, that's that's a food chain. That's not comic books. Uh, yeah, but, can you imagine something like that happening over here? You know, like like a Japanese <laughs> movie comes out, and you know, oh yeah, let's make a. <laughs> Let's have a restaurant dedicate merchandising to it. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, I, no, nah, I, I really think that like it's it's uh, more of our, our wonderful uh, culture in America. I say wonderful, I don't mean it, but like I, I, I would think it's kind of a stigma, and I, and I, I think that like anime and manga generally do have a, I don't want to say a bad reputation, but they have a very like unfavorable reputation, because when people think of anime, I think mainstream people who are outside of the fandom think of anime. They can think of stuff like 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 Pokemon or Sailor Moon, stuff that's not necessarily bad, but like is not the best example of the genre. Like like over here, if people think of comic books, they might think of like Silver Age Superman rather than you know Mouse or Watchmen or you know the stuff that the stuff of genuine literary uh, quality. And I'm not saying that those are the best of the best, but like you know they'll think of the worst examples before they because they don't know the best of the examples. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, the only reason comic books have gotten as far as they have is just due to exposure and kind of length of time they've been around the the average american audience hasn't been around uh familiar enough with anime to kind of understand that there's more than you what, what you initially glance 
I think they've been trying to get a like a live action uh, Akira movie off off the ground for like oh, yes. decades now. Yeah, good luck. And yeah, like if you actually got that made, like that would you know that would that would be a tremendous you know like eye opener probably to a lot of people. Like, hey, what is this? This is based on Japanese. You know, like let me look at this. Well, I mean, um, I know that old, you ever heard of the movie Old Boy? Yeah, it's a really um, good movie. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've actually the original, not seen it. The, the don't the, see, don't see the remake. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no with the uh, Roland, no. Um, Old Boy is based on a on a manga, and <laughs> which is funny because like you know it, it's it's a it's a was it Korean movie? It wasn't a Japanese movie. It was like a yes, yeah, it yeah. Was, I think it was a Korean movie. Korean movie based on from what I understand a Japanese manga, and then America says, hey, that makes money, so let's make it into American. So like, there's there's definitely like sort of a a link towards it, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that like we're 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 in such a uh, a, a comic book renaissance right now that I think it would probably be a matter of time before anime and manga get their due in America, uh, especially now that like the, like with convention stuff, there's so many there's so much goodwill towards fandom. I think that like the stigma between anime and comic book fans, I think I think that like the uh, like in sort of like you know distaste one might have for the other, that might be fading. It it could be so, uh, but like, I think that like it's it's just like you know oh well that thing's not what I like so it's stupid so which, which yeah, I, th- it's I think more of that mentality. Most of us can agree that that in of itself is stupid because well that's the thing is like people always want to you know have confrontation drama and it's like you get you get a a Marvel guy and a DC guy in a room they're gonna bitch at each other but you throw an anime guy in there and it's like they're gonna team up against him like really <laughs> right uh... he doesn't like any superheroes get him. And that's that's just that's just crap. I don't know. Gotta help you if you're a Doctor Who fan and you're you're the fourth person in there, cause, or just a sci-fi fan, you know, or a Western fan. I don't know. It's just like you, you you said something a minute ago that uh, reminded me of something to say, but I can't remember what it was. Oh that, no! Yeah, you mentioned the Renaissance of comic book like films in particular, and uh, right, right. while it's not while it's not directly a an anime, uh, Marvel's uh, Big Hero Six is coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is a, an animated feature, traditionally a, a Pixar feature, but it's uh, inspired by the comic book, which has a full cast of Japanese characters. So that that's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad to see them kind of branching out, and glad to see Disney kind of taking more with the license and not just doing what has been proven to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I think we'll live to see a day where. Um, <laughs> Uh, anime and Japanese fan, anime fans and comic fans, you know, like completely like don't. It doesn't bother them anymore. I think that I think that that, that day will be coming. It's just a matter of time. I think it might be sooner rather than later. I should hope so. Yeah, uh, I think especially comic books are getting leg, quote unquote legitimized, so they don't feel necessarily to like be rabid with their defending. You know. Right. And right. I want to see. I want to see anime get to that same spot. Get the same respect. Yeah, I think like in this day, if someone were, were caught just reading a Batman comic book or an Iron Man comic book, everyone would say you were you were awesome for doing that, you know. Whereas like ten years ago, pff, no. <laughs> so like maybe maybe uh, when someone is you know seen reading a volume of, of Dragon Ball Z, maybe they'll they'll say you're awesome for doing that, as opposed to what's this kung fu crap. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not saying this ever happened to me, but like, <laughs> who knows? Uh, let's see. Where did I leave off? Um, I think after the last episode, 
after the last episode of, or two where the quality of the series has dipped and wavered to some degree. These episodes, like you said, were a refreshing return to form in many ways, which is odd given how scarce on the action DBZ specializes in. Whilst I mainly look forward to your coverage of Gotenks, I'd agree that the Boo-slash-Satan bromance stole the show and showcased Toriyama's genuine skills as a character writer when he wants to be. <laughs> don't laugh, Donovan, don't laugh. <laughs> As a kid, I'm sorry, no, no, I'll, I'll come back to that. As a kid, uh, I knew. <laughs> uh, it's not your fault, Alex. It's just it's, it's the episode. <laughs> I hear you over there too, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Stay tuned, folks. As a kid, I knew of Gotenks ahead of time since I had two toys based on him. I was, as such, I was frustrated with the Boo Saga from the start because I was waiting for him to show up and got more frustrated when we got further teeth with fat and then skinny Gotenks. It's <laughs> only a few minutes. Now, though, I agree it's a funny and clear example of Toriyama rediscovering the comedic roots of the series. Something like that would have been unlikely to occur in, let's say, the Saiyan Saga. Yeah, <laughs> you mean when everyone died? Yeah. As far as Mr. Satan goes, in these episodes, he initially annoyed me as a kid due to the saga's action really having a ground to a halt at this point. But in hindsight, I think these episodes were the first time for me that Mr. Satan became an endearing character rather than an annoying character or someone I hated for stealing the, for stealing the credit from the Z-Fighters. I actually really enjoy the comedy and the positive light he's presented through, and through his friendship with Boo, especially since it's relevant to the plot and not just filler as it initially seemed to be. It's interesting you guys mentioned Goku going Super Saiyan when Boo di was diving into his good and evil has because it reminded me of that as well, but in a different way. Basically, I think that Evil Boo only came into being because Boo himself became a better person. As in, because Boo became a good person through his emotional attachments to his friends, it meant he was able to, on the flip side, feel more powerful negative emotions when those friends were hurt. This is a weird comparison, but it's like if how someone insults you individually, it might make you angry, but if they insult your family, you become even angrier because you obviously care for those family members. By the same token, Goku went Super Saiyan because he was able to feel immense anger over his best friend Krillin being killed. In contrast, a more selfish individual... <laughs> In contrast, a more selfish individual like Vegeta found it harder to get angry enough to trigger that transformation. That's a good point. Equally, you could argue such anger and negative emotions were more of a shock due to both Goku and Boo because they were usually so positive, calm, and upbeat. Again, using the Vegeta comparison, he was angry most of the time, thus it became harder for him to truly reach a breaking point to trigger his own transformation. It's like less of a emotional spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's less like, you know, like 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 anger at yourself more so than like, you know I know, I know the dubs tell has Goku saying that the power comes in response to a need, not a desire. So it's it's along those lines. Although we see some of that in a battle not to spoil Battle of Gods, but we do see uh Vegeta's anger uh at a loved one, so We'll get to that when we get to that. One other thought I had about Goo... Oh, Goo. Good Boo, <laughs> Evil Boo. <laughs> yeah, we should just hyphenate to Goo. Uh, the Divide is it's that a it's... a weird shipper. <laughs> we ship him with himself? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there were some fun shipper moments in these episodes when we saw Mr. Satan look in the clouds and see Boo's face. I thought I laughed pretty much. <laughs> oh, Lord, that was, the, that was the best. I was like... I'm like, I expect James Earl Jones' voice. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then later on the clouds, you see the word sex written in there. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, 
one thing I had about the good boo, evil boo divide is that it's actually reminiscent to how the nameless Namekian divided himself by exercising his dark side to become guardian of the earth. Uh, he's referring to uh, Kami, and the story of Kami was that Kami split himself into from his evil side, and that evil side became evil King Piccolo. Um, one could argue that Evil Boo got the great half of Boo's powers, hence why he won the fight, and why he ate Boo got, got a major power-up comparable to when Piccolo faced Kami, and, the also, and also uh, was the other, the other one in the driver's seat. Moving on, not only was Toriyama's writing really great in these episodes, but kudos to the U.S. voice actors and score for really delivering the goods. In particular, I think the redness of Boo going bad was really powerful. It was disturbing, yet also sad at the same time. I'd agree. Before I ask a few questions, I just want to inform you of some trivia from the Dragon Ball Wiki. The blonde gunman is apparently named Van Zant, and his partner is called Smitty. It's also somewhat implied Van Zant is from a wealthy family, and Smitty is his butler, because in the Japanese version, he calls Van Zant Young Master. Oh, that's, that's that's interesting. It's like Bruce I think Wayne. I did hear their names when I... I think I Googled them, or... I remember, I remember hearing their names somewhere, and I don't think it showed it in the show. That's, that's very possible. I know that the, like the, uh, the dub tends to name characters that might not be named, but... um. I mean, like when I when I do synopsis, I typically look off the manga and like I didn't see any names, but it's it's I I I believe uh, Alex and you when you say that like they did have names. So <laughs> who cares? They're dead. <laughs> Touching on what I said above, are there any elements or lessons from the manga slash anime that you guys think Western comics should, uh, such as Marvel and DC, take on board and vice versa? Uh, I don't know about that. Um. I think manga and anime tends to have their like comedic freak card out a lot more, but I don't know if that like that's, what, that's, that's what the first thing I was really gonna say is that they're much more liberal with their use of like, humor of like slapstick humor in any situation. Mm-hmm. But I think also taken to the extreme that can turn out poorly, like uh, a lot of times the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, for instance, tries like a similar approach and just fails. Yeah. Uh, but also, I would. The only thing I can say is that you really can't compare the two because Dragon Ball, while yet very long, like while the storyline is this particular this arc is going on forever. Yeah, it's yeah. Not it's not continual. Like it, you know, Spider Man's always going to be Spider Man. Like there, there is you can progress the story to an extent with Dragon Ball. You're never you're never in a, a standstill. It is always development. Kind of. <laughs> time, time, time never slows down. Um, in fact, I always thought that like Battle of Gods was a very interesting part in Toriyama's for Toriyama to do because it was set at a very like safe time for the storyline. Whereas before, he would always just like like keep on moving the timeline along. So that was interesting. I would agree, I would agree with that I, I can't really think of any other uh, examples to name. This is a weird question, but which Eternal Dragon do you guys prefer, Shenron or Perunga? Uh, which do you prefer, Jesse? I mean, Shinron doesn't even lift, bro. <laughs> it has dinosaur arms. <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> I do. I do like Shinron. He's a much more traditional, uh, you know, like mytho- mythological dragon as opposed to Baranga, who's just ridiculous looking. <laughs> I like uh, the uh, the the uh, team four stars take on from like, when when a bridge to cover it. Uh, Krillin says, "Wow, your dragon's on steroids." <laughs> that was a very apt way of describing it. Essentially, yes. Uh, yeah. Now, are there any more dragons? Do they ever do they ever elaborate on like the mythology of those characters? There are in Dragon Ball GT uh, because mm-hmm. uh, which you know is not a side story in GT like. Uh, <laughs> 
hey, actually, there's another set of Dragon Balls on Earth called the Black Star Dragon Balls, and like I know that dragon is red and has blue eyes. It's basically like like a sort of like an, a negative colored version of uh, uh, Shenlong, and that like it's red with yellow hair and blue eyes, whereas Shenlong's green with red eyes and yellow hair, I guess. And also, I know later on, like I think the last arc in Dragon Ball GT, like evil dragons pop up from the Dragon Balls for reasons. <laughs> um, but like in in the in the Toriyama written story proper, it's really just Shenlong and uh, Perunga. That's right. Yeah, he didn't have anything to do with GT's storyline, correct? No, not the storyline. I, I know he he designed the characters, but, uh, the the main characters, but like no, he had nothing to do with writing the storylines or giving them any ideas. I don't believe. Because isn't uh, that where Super Saiyan Four came from? Yes, that's that's where you, where you can only find Super Saiyan Four. Besides, besides the video games and fanfic. Yeah, that's I I do remember that from from my youth. Oh, that, oh, you're yes. talking about weird designs. That one's like the weirdest. I I, I like it. No, it's it's weird. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, but like it's very like bestial, and I kind of like it. But like it's it's one of those things where it's like you know how much taller, how much higher can you get in power? Which is why I was really happy to see in Battle Guys, the strongest Goku could get up to a certain point was Super Saiyan three, because it felt more natural as opposed to like uh, the ass pulls of all these power levels that they had in GT. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Uh, I mean. It, Four seems like a natural progression, progression or like kind of de-evolution from the caveman brow of three. So yeah, exactly. Kind of makes sense. Uh, Alex's continue. Alex's Alex continues. If you guys want to edit this question or out or not, I totally understand, but I'm not trying to serve anything controversial. Ooh, what does he say? You guys might have heard about the controversy surrounding Mr. Popo back during DBZ's original airing, specifically in regards to its indulgence in the negative stereotype known as blackface. <laughs> I was wondering what you guys thought about its inclusion in the series and the potential impact it might have on viewers. But speaking strictly personally, all I can say is that as a kid, I thought nothing of it because I thought the character was intended to be an alien like Kami, which is why he didn't look anything like him. I'm pretty sure we talked about this back in like episode two when we first saw Mr. Popo, uh, just so we could, I could, I could, we could cover our asses. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, now, my question is, he says that the character enforces the stereotypes not really uh, other other than like his his look looking vaguely similar to what was traditionally like the traditional blackface makeup mm-hmm. i don't really notice him like and i don't notice anything else about the character that would make me like think of like a negative stereotype towards anything i i i yeah no no, no. in terms of in terms of physical appearance i think that it would be it would be like like just passing over the idea willful. It would be like willfully ignorant to say that like he doesn't at least evoke. Maybe evoke's not the right word, but but he certainly uh, reminds you of yeah. menstrual like blackface. I mean, because like because like he, he does have like a turban and, and a and a vest, so he looks like he's from a he's not from you know the West. Uh, he has like, like 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 protruding lips and like the, the big eyes and his skin's his skin's like coal black, but the character from himself. It's a, it's supposed to be more of a I'm not I don't know what the hell he is I really I don't remember if Dragon Ball explains what exactly he is, um but he really no like like because for the simple fact that like Toriyama has portrayed black characters in Dragon Ball before, like we will see I think we see at least one more before the series is out and I know I mean we've seen one in the tournament it was a guy Killa, um in the Red Ribbon Army saga uh the final boss was a guy called uh um. Was it Major Black or Colonel Black? Like he, it was a black guy, and like so, like we, and you know, uh, they're they're drawn. Like, 
you, you could make a case that those guys look a little weird, but I've seen a lot more offensive uh, examples of black people in anime. I, I don't really, I'm not, I don't really get my blood up. You know, me being black American myself, I don't really get my blood doesn't really get up seeing the black guys in DBC. So I know, that, so it kind of reinforces the idea that Popo is not really meant to be that way, and he's not because he's not human. Because uh, look at him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I think it's probably more noticeable if the character's standing next to like Goku. As mm-hmm. opposed to him standing next to Kami, because at that point they're both, you know, it's easier to swallow that they're both aliens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of like uh, inclusion of the series and impact on viewers, I mean, I remember when I first saw it, like uh, when Dragon Ball Z first aired, at least like you know back during the, he talks about like like the original US airing. I don't remember them editing him at all. I know Dragon Ball Z Kai has at least at least in some channels. Like I think it was on the CW. They legitimately digitally uh, altered his color to be blue as opposed to black. He, he, he's like, he, it looks like he's like radioactive. It's strange, but um, I I never it never bothered me as a kid, and I, I'm not sure if I ever thought about it as a kid honestly because it just it just wasn't really played that way. And honestly, I mean, I mean, I, I, I gave Toriyama more credit in the '80s and '90s to like you know have that kind of character out in that timeline. That would be really stupid, even in Japan. I know Japan, it's Japan. I think Japan has a very oh. God, I gotta mention this. <laughs> um, I did see a video on YouTube, which was sort of it was sort of a news report about how there is a fad in Japan of like the black lifestyle, where like like young Japanese girls will like watch like and this is true, <laughs> like like 50, old Fifty Cent music videos and like really like how the girls are dressed. So they legitimately go to tan, tanning salons to like get their skin tanned and they they wear like like jewelry and stuff. And they say like, oh, like the black lifestyle is it's so glamorous, it's so pretty, pretty. I had no idea what to say. <laughs> but wow. that's not that's not that's not that, that's to me that's like akin to America, honestly. Where you see you know, like like white kids dressed up like that. That's not to me akin to like them um abusing the concept of a black person. That's it's it's that sort of that's sort of a misappropriating culture. <laughs> it's a hip hop lifestyle more than anything. It's not them looking at a reading Rainbow and saying, like, you know, I want a black lifestyle of LeBar Burton. That's that's them looking at rap videos and saying, I want that lifestyle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a... That's very much a commercialized image that, yeah, predominantly displayed by African-American males, but mm-hmm. that isn't anything... There's nothing innately black, quote-unquote, about that. Exactly, yeah. Very well said. It's not... Like, like they've dubbed it Black Lives Matter. I guess that's that's a that's a trademark name in Japan. But again, they, they... Wait, wait. you know they gotta see. Wait till they see Ja Rule. <laughs> I stayed up like until eleven o'clock at night one night, laughing at like Ja Rule videos from ten years ago. I put one on your on your wall. Yeah, it's, if, if they're like, if they're listening to old Fifty Cent videos now, it's like they're like a decade behind us. They are. Yeah. So so yeah. Like, 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 you gotta see, like, like the more alternative guys, like, like Kanye or Drake or some people who like sing about girls that that are no longer with them, rather than getting money or going to a candy shop. And, like, I think literally, they were, they were literally like, like the girls. This is on YouTube. They were, they were watching the candy shop video and like marveling at it. <laughs> it's actually quite awesome. <laughs> oh man, I gotta put this on the Facebook. This, this was, this, this was. I put it on my wall, but it was. You had to see it to believe it. And again, this, this is not them, like, you know... It's not It's not like in America where women, like, like white women, have legitimately gotten, like, lip implants and, like, butt implants to be deemed as more attractive as though they were black. Like, it's they're not taken to, like, that kind of physical thing. It's more of, like... It's, it's really the hip-hop culture 
that they're appropriating rather than like you know like I want to be Mr. and Mrs. like you know Ebony Amer uh, Ebony of Japan or whatever. It's it's kind of fucked up, but <laughs> it's it's not. I, I don't take offense to it uh, as much as I could. I, I believe me, I I know when to take offense to something, and it's it, that to me seems sort of like like a silly instance of you know one culture recognizing and adopting another culture. To me, it's it's, it's don't the Japanese do that to or don't haven't they done that in the past just with with Western culture in general? So I see that as just an extension of that, like another facet of Western culture that they are just like enamored with. Well, to me, it's actually it actually reminded me a lot of a uh, Weibo culture, you know, Taku culture in America. Like you know, uh, ex- extreme anime fans will like you know, uh, they will um, they will. Co- I don't I don't want to stereotype anime fans like you know like like the heavy ones will adopt uh, Japanese lifestyle. But there were I remember when I was in college, there were a couple of uh, girls who were really 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 into like Japanese culture like they were legitimately like dress in Lolita costumes like co- like costumes not not clothes costumes like they would wear like Lolita wigs they would um you know write in katakana they would like you know like like like, like they would do greetings in J- Japanese they would adopt that culture and like I, I mean, I don't know what dif- delineates differentiates Japanese culture necessarily from like you know that type of culture that's that's a specific flavor of it um, but to me, it's it's sort of like this. It's, it's it really is the same thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like 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 people over here who. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You know what I'm talking it's, about. It's it's almost in instances like that. It's almost like hey you. I I don't know how sincere you can be with adopting the culture because it's like you want to adapt it to the extent that everybody knows you're doing it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you know doing it kind of for yourself, like for the ideals that are are that culture believes in you know as, as opposed to just like the fashion sense or something else you know right 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 like if if, if these if these girls were to like you know do the tan, like in japan get the tans get the jackets and you know in like you know kind of like dress up like they were in a music video and then talk about <laughs> i don't know um like, like being from the hood or whatever and like you know <laughs> and straight up hustling y'all <laughs> like if they were to do any of that that would be Stupid and offensive, but it's, that'd again, be a bridge too far. That'd be a bridge too far, but it, but it's, it's it's a bridge that I recognize because there are you know there are uh, white folks in here over in America who do that. Oh, so Lord. it's uh, it, it's it's like, I mean, I, I'm not I, I can't say I'm offended by it because because really, it's not. If if it was offensive, I think it would make a lot more headlines rather than like a YouTube documentary. But um, it was um. Certainly enlightening, and how this relates to Mr. Popo <laughs> is that essentially I don't think Mr. Popo is an example of that. I don't think he uh, is an example of um, Toriyama taking you know black culture or or what he perceives to be black people in the world and you know making him the genie servant of, of Kami or or Dende. I really don't because like again he's shown black people before, and whenever he's shown black people before, they they don't really like. I remember like. Um, the guy that Goku fought in the Ribbon Army, he was like the right-hand man to like the main bad guy, and the main bad guy was like Commander Red was really really stupid, and the black guy was like, you know, you're you're ridiculous, like you don't know what you're doing, and ultimately end up killing him because the guy was like, I think the guy wanted to use the Dragon Ball just so he could be taller, and like like what, <laughs> our men are dying because you want to be taller, and like he like he got him out of the way and he fought Goku on his own, which I think is it's a even for a bad guy it has a positive light for a black guy than um you know yeah he's clearly shown to be competent. Exactly, like, like way more. Com- he's like the most competent guy that Goku went up against, um, aside from General Zhao. 
anyway, uh, uh, Daniel finished, or not Daniel, <laughs> we miss you, Daniel. Alex finishes springboarding off your discussion last episode about how the characters are called the Z Fighters. Should we start referring to you guys as the Z Casters? Um, yeah. <laughs> so be it. I can't stop you. <laughs> Donovan and Jesse are Z Fighters, Mom. They're not in the gang. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for now, but I look forward to the next episode where my thoughts can be summed up with three words. Human extinction attack. Regards, Alex Evangelion. P.S. Cheers for referencing my comparison to Carnage from previous episodes, although I wasn't specifically thinking of Super Boo. I'll write in again about this when we get to that point in the series. I bet you it's Kid Boo. Thank you very much, Alex. That was a very interesting conversation. <laughs> okay, um... We're going to take a break, a brief uh, promo break, and when we get back, we're going to, uh, I'm, I'm rubbing my hands for this one, we're going to get to some serious, serious <laughs> We'll be right back. Yes. We're being captured by a bunch of goofballs. Thank you, Falsy. We'll return in a moment. My name is Michael Bailey, and I am a terrible geek don't watch Doctor Who, I don't care for anime, I've never seen any of the Harry Potter films, much less read the books. I like Star Wars and Star Trek okay, but I've never really ventured far into the extended universes of either property. Hell, I have never even watched a single episode of The Walking Dead. So what do I like? Comic books. I have been reading and collecting comic books since 1987, and I have been a fan of superheroes for as long as I can remember. Some would consider this a hobby, but I prefer to look at it as what it truly is, a crippling addiction that I may never recover from. To deal with this borderline personality disorder, I started a podcast in 2007 called Views from the Long Lost. Every two weeks, or so, depending on real life, I pick a particular series, or issue, or character, or whatever to talk about, and then I... Well, well, I talk about them, because that's kind of the point of a podcast. Sometimes I'm alone. Sometimes I have a guest, like my semi-regular co-host, The Irredeemable Shag, or my other semi-regular co-host, Thomas DJ, or with another friend from the podcasting world. The show is located at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com from there you can find the iTunes link, the email address, as well as the backlog of episodes. Views from the Long Box. A podcast about comics, or a desperate cry for help? You decide. Every other Tuesday, or so, depending on real life, at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levenstein, host of the Comic Timing Podcast over at SpeakGeekSpeak.com slash Comic Timing. Comic Timing is a roundtable discussion podcast with a rotating panel of guests. So rather than me talking through this entire promo, here's some random snippets from the show with as many people as I can possibly find on my hard drive that have been on this show. And I don't even want to count how many that is. Mr. Cole, we'll shift you. I'll, I'll grant you. But aren't they all? <laughs> what if you win, Ian? You have won a brand new uh, Skype. 
Yay. Yeah, you, me, and a brick the next time we're in New York. I was going to say that in one year, this recording is going to end up in some court report. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been on other people's podcasts more than I've actually done my own in the year 2007. Well, I, 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 I know that feeling. <laughs> her name is X-23. I mean, she's got to well, live her life as X-23. It's very good because it's not written by Daniel Way. <laughs> this is Batman. Yes, I love Puck. You just can't put a cow on the logo. Exactly. <laughs> Interested in finding out how these things actually play into the context of the show? Well, go ahead and listen to it. It's over at speakgeekspeak.com slash comic timing. You can find us on iTunes, and we are all over the place on all your podcast aggregators and the works. So go ahead and check out comic timing. And remember, as always, there's always time for comics. If it is, he must be on a big diet. Make no mistake, that is Majin Buu, and his strength has increased substantially. You boys need to understand. We're in a very grave situation. Things have changed. For every minute out here, you can train six hours in the hyperbolic time chamber. Maybe that's enough. You're doing, Chi-Chi! Stop it! You savage! Do you even care that you killed my oldest son? You look at me when I'm talking to you! Do you like eggs? Huh? someone by now, but that just means we have to beat Boo harder, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Last time on Dragon Ball Z, uh, Boo expelled, like we mentioned in the emails, expelled his evil side. That Boo turned the fat Boo, the good Boo, into chocolate. He ate him, and then, as though he were a Time Lord, he regenerated into a different Boo, this boo we've dubbed Sexy Boo with his shirt off. He is um 
He's athletic looking and quite deranged. Um, and now he's flown over to Dende's lookout, I suppose we could call it now. Uh, the lookout, where the you know the Z fighters all are, Goten and Chunks are sleeping. Piccolo, Dende, Popo, Yamcha, and Krillin are all scared. They're very, very scared. As Majin Buu is here. So, uh, Buu's kind of just like floating over them. And he, he lands and starts laughing. And then he starts saying, Produce! And Piccolo's like, Uh, but what? And he starts yelling, Produce! And the enti- he's yelling, so he, le- he yells a lot in these episodes. The entire lookout just shakes. And he says, Bring me the ones that will fight me. The person who will fight me. I want to fight now. I want to kill. So um, everyone can run. Everyone runs out, and Piccolo says, "Okay, uh, they're here. The ones that will fight you, but they are sleeping. Can you wait a while? Uh, you have another day left." And Boo's like, "Yeah, I have a date. Or, no, a date. I do have. I do have a day to wait, but I want to fight now." And he's not really in the mood to, you know, put up with any sort of negotiations. So Piccolo realizes this and says, "I'm back into a corner here. I guess I have no choice." Please! You wanted to kill everyone on Earth, yes? There's quite a lot, a lot of people alive. You'll have your fight after you kill them. And Dende's like, What are you doing? He's like, Shh, Dende, shut up, shut up. So, uh, Boo smiles at this and begins to walk around the lookout. As, as he's walking around, he kind of has his head looking down on the planet. Um, for obvious reasons, which will be made apparent uh, in a minute. And everyone's like, what's he, what's he looking at? Everyone's kind of staring at him while he kind of just like walks around, takes a bit of a stroll. And um, he once he's kind of circled around, he steps in front of Piccolo, raises an arm, uh, palm up, and shoots a, a very, very uh, bright energy blast into the sky as the sky goes dark. And as Piccolo, Dende, uh, Krillin, and the others are all horrified, Boo fires energy bla- millions and millions and millions and millions of energy blasts from his one palm, and they fly all the way down to the lookout. Everyone on the entire planet is killed from this. Uh, it, uh, it, Piccolo and Dende are just completely... Dende especially is just completely... like He's on the ground. like His knees are on the ground, just utterly... Uh, um, just depressed with the fact that he failed at his job. <laughs> so, um, as we see the, the survivors of the planet... Uh, all get struck down by Boo's energy blast, except for notably Tian and Chaozu, which is good. They're still alive, and um, Mr. Satan. The blast all uh, could like like uh, Mr. Satan and B. Yes, yes, the dog's alive. Like Mr. Satan and, and uh, the dog are all. Uh, those blasts have actually avoided him, and Tian and Chaozu dodged them. So except for those uh, three and the dog, all the humans are dead. Uh, so, uh, Boo's like, yeah, they're all dead now, so can I fight? <laughs> Piccolo's like, damn it, he also heard of me. <laughs> so he's like, alright. Yeah, Piccolo's plan backfired. <laughs> In a way which will... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna say this a lot, we're gonna talk about this. So Piccolo's like, well, a deal's a deal, I'll go get them. But they're sleeping, G- give them time to prepare. Two hours, one hour at least. Boo says, how long is the last hour? So Piccolo uses powers we've never seen before to summon up a... Like a yeah, for real. What the heck? <laughs> I was like, did you notice that? He, he just, magically produces a... What's it? A sand dial, what it was called. Like like the, 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 the traditional, like, you know, sand and glass. And that, the hourglass is what it's called. I love that it's green, too, you know, because Piccolo. Oh, yes. The sands of Namek. So he says, and now we'll be up when, the, when this time it takes for the sand to fall. Boo's like, like, the hell with that? 
Mr. Satan's daughter wants you to wait too. And he, he looks off, uh, and, and amidst the very scared uh, members of the Dragon Ball gang, we see Videl kind of staring at him. And Boo uses his antenna to like actually like lean forward and says, yeah, she smells like Mr. Satan. Fine, I wait. Then I kill everyone, including her. So Pickle's like, fine. So uh, he walks towards Krillin, says, get Trunks and Gochin out of bed and throw them into the room of spirit in time. Uh, uh, one of our hours, they can train for 15 days. And Krillin says, what, they're not going to fight now? <laughs> Pickle's like, don't you bitch up on me, Krillin. <laughs> Can't you tell that they're not strong enough? To tell them to train as hard as they can. Prepare to die young. So, um, that happens. Uh, back on Kaioshin Kai, the Kai's planet, where Gohan's still sitting, um, Kaioshin senses what's happened on Earth and tells Goku, everyone on the planet's just been killed. And Goku's like, what? Did he blow up the planet? No, no. There's, the planet's still there, but except for your friends, everyone else is gone. That's how horrible Boo is. So, Gohan doesn't know what they're saying. He's kind of too far away, but he tells that something really bad's happened. So he's saying to the old Kai, Are we done yet? And the Kai says, Well, we should be, but you're not done yet. You must be really, really strong. So Gohan gets pissed off, stands up, and says, I'm tired of you! And begins to power up just in anger, as though he were a kid. So, uh, a, a, a big, big uh, disgust of wind starts blowing everything away. Goku's very surprised, and Gohan's... This is important. His eyes are green, but his hair is the, is the same. So he's saying, How will I ever beat Boo if you keep... keep?" And then he kind of looks at himself. He's like, Wow, I'm really, really strong. Is this really me? And the Okai says, Just Sit back down. You're wasting time. And Gohan's like, I- I'm sorry. I doubted you. And um, everyone's really surprised because it actually seems to be working for once. So, uh... uh back at... Back on... Back at uh, Kami's lookout... We see uh, Goten and Trunks have woken up, and they're walking towards the room of Spirit in Time with uh, Krillin and Piccolo. And they've noticed that Boo has changed. Piccolo says, "For every minute, uh, it's out. Every minute that's out here in the real world, and that dimension is six hours. So train as much as you can, and we'll try to stall." Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> they notice that Chi Chi's walking uh, from one of the rooms towards Majin Boo, and everyone's like, "What the hell is she thinking? <laughs> has she lost her mind?" So. She walks up very, very confident and angry, as she usually is. Uh, slaps me on the back of the side of the head and says, You jerk! You killed my son! How dare you! You'll pay for that! Everyone's like, kind of like, you know, doing the whole grab me in their collar, <laughs> Frank Nelson thing. And um, Boo doesn't even move. He kind of just glances his eyes at her and says, Hey, do you like eggs? And she's like, Boo what? And he uh, uses his antenna to... Uh, shoot a pink blast at her and turns into an egg and then stabs the other her. <laughs> that was a long time coming. Um, this is so, so dragged up. Poor Goten is horrified at this. <laughs> like, he has lost everyone. His entire family is gone. <laughs> and he, he he's just beside himself with grief. And he's, he's, about, he's about to like, like, like throw his ass into a fight. Pickle's like, Stop, boy! You will waste all of our efforts! We'll be killed if you, if you fight him now. Go in the spirit, room of spirit in time, train, and then you'll beat him. Otherwise, you'll see your mother sooner, sooner than you think. So, Trunks is like, yeah, come on, Goten, let's train and beat this guy. And Goten's kind of just gritting his teeth, like, all right, all right. And the tears are falling down his face. So, Goten and Trunks go into the hyperbolic time chamber. And uh, Trunks, being Trunks, says, oh, man, this sucks. This place looks boring, and there's not enough food. And, man, we should tell Piccolo to, like, you know 
order some food or whatever. But Goto's already like like he's already stretching and you know practicing kicks and stuff. He's already ready to to train and get stronger and stronger. So Trunks is like, hey, hey, wait for me. So um, we see uh, Videl as Piccolo. Uh, how did how did Boo exactly know who my father is? He said, well, it's hard as to believe uh, your father and Boo formed a friendship, and for a minute there, your father saved the planet by making Boo good. He'll never be as strong as we are, but he is, in some ways, the world's champion. So Videl's like, I don't believe what word you're saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, while Boo uh, sits next to the uh, the yoked corpse of Chi-Chi <laughs> and the hourglass, he says, you know what? That's no more waiting! And just destroys it. Piccolo's, wait! It's only been 30 minutes! Just a little more! And then Boo blasts the, the ground right in front of him and says, No. I fight now, or I'll kill you. Come out now! And just starts screaming. And everyone kind of flies back because he's his yells are so loud. So Piccolo says, Alright, follow me. So Boo smiles and uh, follows uh, Piccolo. Piccolo, who's very shrewd, goes the long way around. <laughs> Um, and uh, leads uh, he his plan is to lead uh, Boo and have him fight Gotenks in the Room of Spirit in time and Dende explains that if this doesn't work he can always destroy the entrance with the entrance destroyed they'll be trapped in the other dimension and although they won't be able to get out the earth will be saved and they can always be wished, away, wished out of the room by the Dragon Balls which is a pretty good plan so um, Bone was a little uh, disturbed by this but um <laughs> I think Krillin says later on, don't worry, if Majibu kills him, we can always switch them back. He says, do you hear what you're saying? Um, so Boo's, Boo, who is not that stupid, kind of figures out what Piccolo's doing. He says, you're stalling. I should kill you. So um, they kind of like go to the bottom and then to the top. In the Hyperbot time chamber, uh, untold days have passed while Trunks and Goten are just unfused. And they, they talk, they, they make vague references about ascending past the normal level of Super Saiyan, so we know that they're at least Super Saiyan 2, maybe even higher. So, uh, they say, we should, Goten says, we should, uh, we should defeat Boo within minutes. We should just, uh, attack him with everything we got from the very start. But Trunks says, actually, that's not exciting enough. Here's what we'll do. We'll fight and use all of our new techniques, but we'll think that we'll have him think that we're beat and we have nothing else. And then at the last minute, we'll do that ultra super saiyan thing and finish him off. Won't that be awesome? We'll get him back for my dad, your mom, and Gohan. So they they contrived this you know uh, performance, which we'll get into. Uh, <laughs> Piccolo says um, he's he's uh, contacts them telepathically and says that they'll be fighting a lot sooner than than they. Uh, then they realize Boo's coming and will be there within one minute in the real world. But in their time, they'll have at least six hours to rest and prepare. So they, they do that. Um, eventually, uh, they Piccolo and Boo reach the door. Piccolo takes a huge breath, <laughs> opens the door, uh, leads Boo inside, and uh, six hours in the next dimension. The next dimension. Bleh. Six hours in that dimension later, Chunks and Goten are ready. And they both are standing apart with their arms crossed, saying, Bum, ba, ba, bum! We've been waiting, Boo! You're going down! So, Boo's like, I've waited for this, and flies at Trunks and punches him out. <laughs> Trunks says, Why'd you do that? It's hard enough to do this dance as it is. Grr. So, they uh, do the fusion dance. Piccolo is really uh, frightened because he's like, Why aren't they starting a Super Saiyans? But the fusion dance goes off without a hitch. 
Gotenks arrives, says, I'm a lot stronger than uh, you, I was the last time you fought me. Piccolo seems to agree. So Goten flies at uh, Boo and starts attacking him. And those attacks do absolutely nothing. So Goten starts just throwing all these made-up attacks at Boo. He says, I have a dynamite kick and a rolling thunder punch and a wild boar attack and a power tackle and a miracle super punch and a giant special kick. Uh, was it, was it, one was like um, an ultra wombat or something. Uh, <laughs> Magnum Sunday, ultra missile parfait, hyper plasma shortcake. And then Boo just like kind of like smacks him across the face as it kind of he hands as it coming. So uh, so uh, he says, "This is boring. You're weak. I'll kill you." Gotenks says, "Don't think I'm out 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 of the count yet." And actually says, as though it were an activation code word, Super Saiyan! And actually uh, transforms into a Super Saiyan, which increases his power even more. So he's ready to fight Boo, but he says, Hmm, which one of my moves should I use first? Hmm, this might kill him too quickly, but whatever. So he puts one finger in the air and says, Take this! Galactic Donut! So he uh, kind of circles his finger into the air, which forms sort of a halo, and throws it at Boo. He controls it with his arms and has it circle Boo and then squeezes him like a boa constrictor. So Boo actually looks like he's in serious pain and is, is squeezed by this energy ring. But then he uses his strength and kind of just destroys it by uh, shoving his arms out and expanding it. So that didn't work. Uh, so he beats Gotenks around a bit, although Gotenks gets a pretty painful headbutt in him. Uh, a middle finger's thrown. And then Gotenks says, Enough of this! It's time to use my ultimate technique! And Boo's like, huh? And Piccolo's like, what is he going to do now? Piccolo's been facepalming the entire time. <laughs> oh, yeah, like legitimately facepalming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Goting says, here it is! Super Ghost Kamikaze Attack! So uh, he pops his cheeks out and shoots out from his mouth, kind of blows out, this is weird, a uh, ghost that looks just like him, which is sentient, and says, Boo, I'm going to get ya! Uh huh. So this uh, ghost flies at Majin Buu. Boot manages to hit him in the face with with his arms, but the ghost explodes on contact, which is why it's called a kamikaze ghost. Boo's actually pretty food barred by this. His, his body is kind of you know disconsorted. It's in serious pain. So he starts bragging, "Ha ha! Take that!" Piccolo says, "You gotta finish him off. He'll regenerate." So um, Goatee spits out more kamikaze ghosts. All with different personalities, it seems like, and says, Attend, hut! And they all start argu- arguing with themselves, because don't touch us or we'll blow up. So, um, they start ar- arguing, and Goating starts to uh, command them as though he were a general. But Piccolo goes up behind him and says, Um, if you look right over there, you'll see that Boo's alright. And Boo's on the ground reading comic book and, <laughs> and sipping a soda. Goating's like, How dare you! So he says, Ghost, attack! At this point, Boo knows what's happening, so he dodges the ghosts, which fly into themselves, and they explode. Uh, Goating says, okay, here's a plan, and he, he kind of whispers a plan to the ghosts. Two of the ghosts says, all right, let's do it. Go, ghosts! So they clasp hands and explode. explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blowing Gotenks and the other uh, ghosts and Piccolo away. So they're all kind of like dusty from the explosion. Goating says, forget about those two idiots. Uh, ghost number ten, stay back. The rest of you, Attack! So they fly at Boo, but then they go across to the across the ground and says, Oh, what's that? What's on the ground? It looks delicious. So Boo, curious, looks over their heads and says, Oh, what is that? And then they sneak attack and grab him, messing up even further. 
uh, Gotenks has the last ghost fly down uh, Boo's throat, and he explodes into a million pieces. Piccolo says, Don't waste your energy! You must destroy the ashes! I've been here before! <laughs> do it before he regenerates! So uh, Gotenks says, Well, alright, that was too easy. It's too bad I didn't do my ultimate, ultimate move, but that's the last of them. So, um, unfortunately, Ashes of Boo fly into, fly into pink smoke, as usual, and he's fine. He still has the ability to regenerate. So, Piccolo says, uh, This guy's tough. Can you do that ghost attack again, or do you have any other techniques? Gotenks thinks to himself, Heh heh heh, as a matter of fact, I do, but I don't want him to know just yet. So he faints. Oh no! Something's wrong! I'm out of power! Oh no! So Piccolo... This is the last thing Piccolo wants to hear. So uh, Boo starts to attack and flings Gotenks um, Warner Brothers style with his antenna and just kind of smacks him on the ground several times. Gotenks is a little annoyed at being legitimately beaten up, so he says, That's it! Ding, 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 ding! It's time for the final ultimate! And then the explosion is heard. The doorway is destroyed. Piccolo has destroyed the entrance and says... It's over now, Boo. You're impressive. You're even more powerful than the mighty Gotenks. But unfortunately, you will never escape. And neither will we. You're trapped here. Boo says, What? Trapped? You mean, there's no candy here? Gotenks says, Why did you do that, Piccolo? I still have my ultimate technique. But you said you had no, enough energy. That was a joke. So Piccolo and Gotenks start yelling at each other, calling each other names. Like, you imbecile. You fool. Um... Boo is kind of just wandering in disbelief that he can't have any candy anymore. So he unleashes this, this mega scream, screaming, It's not fair! And screams this sort of like sonic blast through the dimensions of time. Superboy Prime! Excuse me. Um, this, this mouth blast actually rips a hole in the fabric of reality. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. And um, shows a bit, sort of a, a portal into the lookout. That's, that's convenient. So, uh... Boo, not not uh, wasting this opportunity, shrinks down and flies through the hole as it closes up, trapping Piccolo and Gotenks in there. The Dragon Ball gang uh, say, did you hear that sound? They kind of walk out. And um, Goku and Kaioshin on the other side of the uh, northern dimension say, I feel Boo's chi, but I don't feel Gotenks. What's going on? So the old Kai gives him a crystal ball so they can look to see the action. Boo uh, reassembles himself he sees uh, the Dragon Ball gang right in front of him, and might as well be pulling out his uh, handkerchief, his fork, and his, his knife. I'm lucky and hungry. What should I turn you into? And we'll get about that in the review. But um, he's on the attack, and poor Goku can do nothing but watch as his friends... <laughs> God damn it. Oh, we're going to get into this. Goku watches in horror as his friends are all murdered by Boo. <laughs> Gohan's like, Dad, what's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gohan's like, Dad, what's going on? What's wrong? Nothing, Gohan. Don't worry about it. Just forget it and concentrate on getting stronger. And as Gohan you know, says, okay, Goku just grimaces and says, there, there's nobody left to protect anymore. There's no one at all. Back at uh, the uh, hyperbolic time chamber, Piccolo and Gotenks scream as hard as they can and say, nothing. There's this, this is not working. You've had time to defuse and refuse, and we're still trapped in here. More time goes on in the other world. So, so everyone's at his mercy. So Gotenks resigns. I guess I have no choice. I was going to wait for a cooler moment, but I want to do this. So he powers up and powers up and powers up. And to Piccolo's surprise, Gotenks transforms into a Super Saiyan 3. Um, so he's, he's actually extremely powerful. 
So um, he said, there's no time to waste. So he actually does the same sonic mouth blast that uh, Boo did and forms another hole, and he and Piccolo escape the room of Spirit in Time. When they get through the other side, part of the part of the uh, lookout is destroyed, and we see Boo has chocolate on his face. <laughs> As opposed to, like, you know, Pawar's Lake or something. Um, he's, huh, we got, you guys got out. Thought you couldn't. You look a bit different. Boo says, I'm not only look different, I'm way more powerful. Piccolo says, what happened to the palace? Where is everyone? And Boo just, like, chuckles and rubs his belly. Gochu's like, you ate them? Oh, yes. They were chocolate and they were delicious. Then you are officially dead. And as Boo chuckles, Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks flies at him. Okay, we're going to put a pin in it right there. I know there was a lot, but there's a lot I want to talk about. I have a lot of things to say about this. I've been actually dying to say this for a long time. I'm talking about the bit. But honestly, Jesse, I really am curious as to what you thought of these episodes. I think there's a lot to talk about. And from your perspective specifically, uh, generally speaking, overall, because I, I want to kind of go with this, uh, talk it out through it. But generally speaking, what were you? What's your overall opinion on these batches of episodes? Uh, I like them. They're, they're good. Okay. Okay. Uh, this batch of episodes, my, my initial view and um, uh, my initial view of them, I was like, man, these seem very meta. Like. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I mean, just from Gotenks. Uh, whole persona and na- and his desire to name everything and his whole oh no we have to stretch the fight out longer and even you know the scene with him and go uh, or him and piccolo we've been screaming for hours it's like <laughs> you know it, it seems like toriyama's having fun you know with with the uh, the tricks the series it has gotten itself used to at this point mm. and so i thought that that was endearing um on the flip side of it, we have some very, very thinly veiled, horrible, horrible things happen. Yes. Like, first, you know, Chi-Chi gets turned into an egg and squashed. And that's... That's, that's, after, the, 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 that's after the planet dies. Well, yeah, yes, the whole planet dies. I, I forgot about that. I'm sorry, I forgot he, he, he caused the Earth to become extinct and labeled his attack. Extinction attack. Oh yes. Uh, so you have that, um, and then you, you you know you cut to Mr. Satan walking the earth like malnutritioned, and you know here's this character who adores people and adores having the adoration of people, mm-hmm. and he's in like a situation that's completely different to him. Mm-hmm. So that even juxtapositions the loneliness he's feeling even more. And it's like okay, yeah, this hammers home that everybody is dead. Yes. Yeah, after that, you have a Chi-Chi getting killed and turned to an egg, uh, which turning them to candy is a, is a convenient way to skirt around people getting killed. But that's what he's doing. Yeah, he, he's he's eating these people. That's It's not hard to read into what that says. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just like the whole idea of the egg, like you have Chi-Chi, who's a very motherly character, She's very doting. She turns into, you know, an egg. Like, the symbol for a baby, essentially. I never ever thought about that. That's pretty good. And then squashed on. Like, she, she's legitimately worried about her child, her youngest child, her baby. She gets turned into an egg and squashed. Like, 
that's pretty pretty jacked up. Like I was watching, I was like, ooh. And then they cut to it later. Like they, they keep showing the egg, the egg yolk. <laughs> it's so jacked up. Mm. And then you get uh you know, later on he he pops out and he starts eating everybody and you get you know, Krillin has a really awesome scene in that where he, he tells eighteen to you know, I'm gonna distract him, go and you know, 18's not her aloof self, and there's there's no no look of of jokes on Krillin at all. You know, he's just determined, and you get that. You know, you do feel this is a very heroic character, and you feel like this is a a family whose husband is going to sacrifice himself at that point. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the, the just the look on the daughter's face, it's 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 like really really emotional. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about that scene in depth later on, but overall, you said you've enjoyed these episodes? Yeah, yeah, I, I did like them. Um, we're def- we finally get some more movement on Gohan's plot. Oh, but yeah, we did, yeah. Quite a lot of movement with, the, the, the I guess, the A plot, the, with the main players here. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, no, excellent, excellent. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Okay. <laughs> this, this is me coming to the soapbox. Um... I don't remember exactly which episode it was, but I think I know like back when we were doing like I'm pretty sure it was around the Cell Games coverage that we had around like episode twenty or something. I remember uh, uh, the Boo Saga started getting mentioned, like at least in the emails, or at least I was responding to it. And I remember I think that's when I like, sort of like said, you know, uh, if I if, if there was any part of the Dragon Ball Z that I don't really like, I think it was the Boo Saga because I don't, I don't, there's a lot of stuff I don't really care for, and that's what I'm look, looking forward to. But since then. I've pretty much like really enjoyed every bit of it that we've every month that we've covered. Like ever since the, the boost I got started, from like you know Gohan's high school stuff to like the tournament stuff to like the Bobbity stuff to like the boost stuff. I mean like it's 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 definitely been something to talk about. And overall, a lot of it has been surprising to me in how much I enjoyed. And a lot of the stuff the stuff I don't think I enjoyed as much before I enjoy now. And I think that, I, or I, me, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed, or saw in a new light. I didn't enjoy these episodes. Yeah, you didn't. I did not. I really didn't. I really, really didn't. So this is going to be interesting. Um, okay, I think this is probably the biggest disagreement we've had. This, 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 this might be. Um, so you, you did not find these enjoyable on any level. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not. There are definitely parts about it I liked. Definitely parts about it I liked. Um, oh, let, me, let me walk through this. Um, when I was when I was on the uh, Spider-Man crawl space, uh, I was <laughs> during the Dan Slot era, which is still going on as of, as of this recording. I frequently harangued Slot for writing Spider-Man in a way that, like, I thought that he sort of undermined a lot of the serious stuff by having like, this really like kind of out of place jokes. You see where I'm going with this. Um, So, when we were when we recorded last month, I think when we were done recording last month, I believe sometime during that week, I think within the next five days, I was like, I guess I needed some some reading material. I don't know where I was going, but I was like, oh, let me just read this. I had had the mock in front of me. Let me just just read this, even though though it's a while off. So I read through the parts of the manga where we were supposed to read. I didn't read ahead, but I read, like, you know, today's coverage in the manga format. I got really, really pissed off. <laughs> um, uh, I said, well, you know what? The worst thing you can do, in my opinion, for a podcast is have this prepackaged 
uh, predetermined assigned thing that you arrive at a show to talk about and decide that you don't like just to say you don't like it, maybe the animes will play it better. Uh, because the anime and the manga do kind of like have a different tone, just because just in the nature of how they're told. And there are definitely things I like about this. Um, for instance, I love Majin Buu. He is a really unique villain, and he is deadly as hell. I mean, we don't even have to talk about it. I mean, we have to talk about it, but like you know, you don't need, you don't need to look too far to re- realize why. He does not f around. He is unpredictable. He is threatening, and he is, he's cool as hell. But you hate Gotenks. Goat? Yeah. Um, well, because I hate Gotenks. Really, you do. Yes. Gotenks. Okay, that first episode was really good. It goes. Here's the thing. It goes kind of beyond Gotenks. I don't. I think in the in the storytelling, Toriyama made a mistake in killing off the planet. Ultimately, I really like that episode. I really like that moment where he does that. I like the fact that like that's it's a Toriyama's doing that to show that he, this guy doesn't screw around. Like he's not playing. You know, this this saga is for keeps. But ultimately, I feel that like in my opinion, I mean, you mentioned the Mister Satan stuff, and I will I will give you that there are a couple of scenes where he goes around where there's nobody around. You see, you see the 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 buildings blasted, and and you do realize that the people are gone. Um, but in my opinion. If you could contrast it with the Gotenks fights and like you know the other characters, I did not get a. I, I feel that like it was it was it wasn't handled to my satisfaction. I don't think that if this is the way the tournament was going to play it, I don't think he should have done this if he wasn't going to handle it differently. And honestly, I really did not like the fact that the Dragon Ball game were killed off virtually off screen. Now we're going to get into it the specific because like the anime does handle it slightly differently in this showing what happens to them. Um, in the manga, when when Boo flies out of the, of the portal, everyone kind of says, oh no! And then we cut to Goku seeing them, like, you know, gobbled up from his perspective. So we don't see exactly what happens to them. But for all types of purposes, these are, like, like series-long characters killed off-screen. And that kind of pisses me off. I don't really like that. It's, it, it, they're basically, like, basically like, like James Mars and Cyclops to them. And... While the end of the episode kind of has Gotenks, like, you know, kind of all mad and stuff like that. And I don't want to talk too much about the next batch of episodes we're going to review. I don't think that they kind of follow up upon. So, there was just too got too much goddamn humor for me in, in these episodes. It really, really, really killed it for me. And as a result, I think these are some of the worst episodes we've done in the podcast. <laughs> but I don't, want to, I don't want that to, like, color your perception or anyone else's perception. I really want to talk this out and have a discussion because otherwise... Oh, no, no. I, yeah, I, I would just, I, yeah, yeah, I, I would just like, you're wrong and here's why. No, but this is something I've really wanted to, I've really, re- I've been really looking forward to talking about this because ever since I've read this and watched these episodes, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this can't be happening. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah Don, Don texts me yesterday and, and says, we're going to have words. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, am I in trouble? Like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, not you and me, yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't know what you thought. No, 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 about the episodes, I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and at that point, I hadn't watched them yet. And I, was, I, I got home, and I was like, I watched these, and I'm like, all right, now I get it. Like, <laughs> Oh, did you, did, you, did you kind of, like, figure out going in? What am I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but these are definitely 
big episodes and yeah just the fact that everybody dies like legitimately everybody but what five of our main characters yeah 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 i mean, I mean we see mr in the dogs alive we do see tian chao tzu which, which i which i like and that isn't the manga but to me like boo pretty much won and it's, it's, it's to me it's, it's it's like it kind of switches the point of like you know we have to protect the earth rather than now it's we guys have to take him down and kill boo but okay well let's let's, let's talk about let, let's let's kind of talk go bit by bit um I don't like okay well the and forgive me if you already mentioned this before but like when he did the genocide attack, well okay I, I know a lot a lot of the stuff and I'll get to it later a lot of the stuff I remember being kind of like told when I was a kid that this happens Boo's attack which is called the human extinction attack I know beforehand it was called the reference as the, the genocide attack which I kind of like but like the fact that the, the fact that Boo just like hauled off and killed every single person on the planet with one shot like like just yeah like, 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 what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, the villain, the villain of the show did that and completely got away with it. So, what, what do you think about that? And I, then I'll, then I'll talk about what I think about that. I mean, are you asking if I think he should have got away with it? Um, I'm just saying, like, like your general, res- like, do you think it was cool? Like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, I thought it was cool, but like I said, in my opinion, I don't, I don't really feel that that's, that's it's almost like that almost didn't happen. I mean, I know that like. Not every single character on the planet is a character, but like, it almost is like to me. If you're gonna kill somebody, everybody on the planet, that's a that's a that's an insurmountable loss. That that I feel that that should be palpable in a sense in a story. And I thought that like there were too many times where I felt that that was sort of like forgotten about or tossed off with. I mean, the like like Krillin and Bulma, there's are like you know. Oh my God! The entire planet's dead. They're, they're kind of like, like, oh no! Do you think that Gojins will beat Boo? Oh, I'm sure he'll beat Boo. Well, mate, what if he doesn't? Like, like it's kind of like, and I, and I understand that, like, when you're telling a story, you can't get bogged down by certain details. But to me, like, when you pull that trigger, you just really, really feel it. In my opinion, I agree. Um, that it definitely has to have an impact. Now, I do think that my perception is colored because I watched these bunch of episodes back to back. And I honestly assume that it would be touched on at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, if it isn't, that does kind of negatively affect how I view the have viewed these episodes. But at the same time, also going into it, I I kind of remembered that Boo at this point Boo had killed what eighty percent of the world's population already. He did, yeah, he did. Okay, so you got to think it's reduced by eighty percent. Mm-hmm. On top of that. It's already known that they were going to resurrect everybody on Earth who right. already died. So, with that mindset, it's only a little worse than what he's already done. Now, granted, just the action of of saying I just genocided the entire human race, yeah, is pretty damn uh, damning. Yeah, you know, and and that is like you're saying insurmountable. I agree, and I think that it does endear the character as somebody you at this point you have to hate like you can't just you know you can't just say okay this character is a bad guy it's like well now not even on a personal level for any of the main characters you you don't have to hate him for that you hate him just because yeah he he destroyed the entire planet right you know this is i mean frieza wanted to destroy all the mechians but he didn't succeed you know Technically, no. Who, I, I think that who like succeeded in killing an entire race right right i think that frieza's men killed like Practically all in the Mechians, but we did have Piccolo, and well, and, and they were they also 
I, I, I thought of I thought of that example that that the Mechians practically all died, but they were brought back like the next the, the, the same day. Um, and Frieza didn't go out and do that with his own hand. Right. That was sort of like I don't know. It, 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 they didn't come off at least as direct as this. Like boo. Is it, it, this is tantamount to like boo? Basically, like like pressing the bomb. Are pressing a button for a bomb to kill the whole race. That's essentially it's kind of like that. Like he legitimately shot a blast, and everyone on the planet is like dead on the ground. So oh, I, yeah. it, it feels different than the Frieza dynamic example. Although that's that's a fair thing to bring up. Now you also said that you did not like all the characters dying. Now a lot of these characters have died before. Yeah, uh, Krillin, Yamcha, Roshi. Uh, okay. Um, is it, is it how how it's handled? Some of it, I, I loathe how the manga handles it. Where it's, where it's, I mean, I get, I get the horror aspect where, like, you know, Boo escapes, Yamcha wets his pants, and you have to Goku, like, Goku just like, like, oh no, that murderer! But, um, I don't know. It's, it's, to me, I, at this point in the series, I, I kind of respect, I don't know. I wish these characters had a better showing, because, like, they are the, 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 the last vestiges of the human race. I mean, I, I go to the trunks are half human, and you have Mr. Satan out there. But like, I felt that like these support characters kind of represented the last of like you know the microscopic. They are legitimately the microscopic remains of the human race, and they are characters that we we come to care. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna front. I'm not gonna say that like I mourn the death of the Ox King, or that I'm sorry that Poir died. But at the same time, it's like. Uh, the season itself, I thought was was it was made as as best as I think it well not as best as I think but it, it was made good enough like you like mentioned I do like Krillin you know being the one to like step up and charge Boo but you know he dies first because he's Krillin <laughs> we see that happening again the like, Krillin's died again <laughs> so but I, I did like that scene at the same time though I'm like why is Yamcha and eighteen running away you know. It's like, I understand that Boo is so powerful that, like, nobody can really beat him or even stand up to them. But it kind of, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a bad way for them to go out, personally. Well, see, I, I kind of gathered that they were running away mainly because of the children, or the child. The one kid? Yes. Okay. I, I, I got the idea that... <clears throat> because, while, yeah, I would have liked to say that, like, saw them fight to the end... Mm-hmm. I also think that they got a better shake than Chaozu and Yam, or Chaozu and Tien, because they are essentially forgotten. And I, I rather the characters have been sacrificed than not relevant to the story. Okay. Okay. Because because uh, I think that I think the forgetting the characters or even just like the, the small mention like throwing a bone to the fans of the characters is worse than the sacrifice these characters had. Okay. Um, I, I suppose it's fair enough. I, I, you know what it also is, though? I mean, it's, it's, I'm remembering, like... <laughs> I'm remembering more of why I don't like this. But really, like... The reason why Boo was able to, to do this is because... And this, this leads me to Gotenks. Uh, Gotenks could not get his act together and freaking fight this guy. That entire fight... <laughs> that entire fight was just clown shoes. The, the whole time... The, enti- the entire time... <laughs> was... was, was a gag. Yeah, that now that part I did not like. Like really, okay. And 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 like you were saying with the, you know, it's too much humor. Yeah, it was for one. You juxtaposition this character just you know killing an entire race of people, 
and I, I really thought they overplayed their hand of Gotenks being the snotty, arrogant kid. Like, you know, we get it. Right. And particularly after Chi-Chi, you know, Chi-Chi gets turned into an egg, I thought, okay, that was the turning point where you, you've got uh, you've got them training in the time chamber as hard as they can. It's like, okay, they're, they're not going to pull any more punches. They're not going to be this annoying character anymore. All jokes are stuck. And they revert right to being that. Yeah, there's there's not even there's not even like like a a, a step missed. It's right back to Gotenks. I'm a lot stronger than than you than you think I am, and like you know, oh, I guess that didn't work. Oh no, and I don't know. It's just it's just like I what you were saying before. You were absolutely right. Like I think Toriyama is pulling, especially this is the end of the series. He's pulling a big like lampshade over Dragon Ball Z with like the whole projecting your power and kind of being silly and you're like oh I'm gonna name this this thing and, you know I'm gonna wait until this is dramatic to this I mean this is Toriyama being as meta as possible and I do appreciate that on one instance but I feel that like it's it's inappropriate to do that when the villain just murdered the entire planet <laughs> and then proceeds to murder more characters that we care about and Gotenks like he he just like he just dicks around the entire time <laughs> Yeah, it's it's almost like okay, if your main hero isn't taking it seriously, why should I? Yeah, I I, I felt like my time was like being wasted. It, it was it was like it's like just like he just he's just running amok, and like you know oh now I mean I mean I do I, I don't completely I don't I don't want to say I hate Gotenks, but my my affection for the character in terms of like this nostalgia has lessened considerably because like he's he he really is not a serious serious character. I mean, he'd be a super saying all that stuff, but he he. He he might as well be Mr. Satan. Like it's it's that it's to it's to well, that. At this point, it, Mr. Satan has better characterization than he does. <laughs> how how has this happened? Yeah, you're right. You are right. Um, good lord. And like Piccolo is a straight guy, like you know, pulling faces the entire time. Which um, which I mean, I, I, I like the fact that Piccolo is still around. I I wonder why Piccolo is the one character who, who he deems worthy enough to like keep around and keep relevant to the story. Uh oh, that actually um. It's it's long believed. I think I'm not sure if this is stated before. It might be stated, but like, I think that like it, um, Toriyama has said once before that Piccolo is his favorite character. But I don't don't quote me on that. I think that's like a that's a that's a long running rumor that I'm not sure is completely substantiated. But um, I do know he I do know he likes the character. So that might well, be. Well, I mean, reason. also I guess it does make sense because Piccolo of all the characters, he is still the most outsider of all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he, I think, like, out of all the characters, he's always been, like, a very powerful character that, like, is important to the plot. And he, at least, at least Piccolo should be, Piccolo has, it's more, I think that, like, uh, Piccolo is a character that, like, maybe Toriyama wants to keep in the story more so than other characters, as we see. So that's why he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, I mean, oh my god, Gotenks. Um, okay. Piccolo gets uh, some very good characterization, and some very interesting characterization, anyway. Oh, like what? Like, like, like main uh, instances. Uh, the fact that he's he's willing to sacrifice the entire human race. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. That was and then the fact that he's he's willing to sacrifice himself and two children. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's completely willing to like, like just to protect protect you know what barely little of the earth is left. But yeah, that he's, is he's very much playing the the greater good card here. I think that's an influence of Kami, since he is fused with Kami and time has passed. I think that, to me, that's like... Because we, we, we do see Piccolo legitimately a lot more protective, a lot more 
active as a hero then I think the character is not that the character has not been heroic in this in this series so far, but like he's been a bit more. He was more of a bad boy when we first started out, and here he's a lot more of a noble-ish kind of character who will do things for the greater good a lot more readily. And I'm not, I'm, I know that sounds kind of weird because he's always been a good guy for the majority of the series, but like here, I mean, I feel like his his need to protect people. It feels very commie-ish, in my opinion. Yeah, it's 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 his uh, main motivation, right? And the, the, this absolutely match of episodes here, and this this arc. Right, right, right. Um, goodness, God, I just, I just I'm trying to get all my all my thoughts out. Just to well, one thing one thing we can talk about at least in terms of goat tanks is um, while the character can't, you know, he he, uh, he while he can't carry the show to save his life, I did find some of his attacks interesting. Okay, one one attack. Interesting. I. What do you think about the, the uh, Super Ghost Kamikaze attack? <coughs> yeah, that is the only one I found interesting. And I think that's <laughs> kind of the point you're supposed to because it, you he bombards you with these ridiculous like lame martial arts moves, and then he throws this out. And right, this is probably the most unique attack I've seen on the show. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because yeah, I mean, because you have characters. You know, Vegeta has his. Gallic gun and the Kamehameha, of course, and then Krillin even has Destructo discs, which uh, the the one move that Gotenks had is kind of uh, reminiscent of it, reminiscent of it. But this movie pops this out, and it's it's very unique. It's very uh, a peculiar visual, and it it's a lot less sci-fi, less chi, uh, mystical type move than what you see. It's much more ma- magic based. It looks like it is anyway. It's it's really random. <laughs> like, 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 what, like when you when you first saw that, we were like like what? Like like what was uh what? I had no I, I I had no idea what he was doing. Like he says ghosts and I was like, mm, okay. Uh yeah, so- he he blows a bubble and turns into a ghost that has its own sentience and then they start joking around. It's like what what? Yeah, that, that pr- this had to like this this had to come to Toriyama in a dream or something. I would say like, like, I don't want to say like he was drunk or something like that, but like this is this is like him like completely like just doing whatever he wants. Well, he's the author; he can do that. But like, there's no real sense of like like logic behind this. But which I don't honestly don't mind. I don't mind that like you know, why is the science behind the ghost? I don't really care. But um, it's very very like how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much uh, it's very creative. And it's, it is, yeah. It's way out there. And I mean, that's one of the hallmarks of Dragon Ball, I think, is that just how creative it can get. Mm. It's just, uh, it's, it's surprising, you know, this late in the series to still be surprised and, like, just oh, definitely. guard with something like this, you know? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And honestly, for, for what it was, I did... Here's the thing. I think that, like, uh, there were times where the antics of the ghost, it's like, like oh, fall in line. Hey, you're too close. And, oh, yeah, let's do it. Oh, they blew up. That is amusing in and of itself is amusing I think that is kind of funny but every time I would kind of like, like find myself amused by it I would remember right outside that, that, that door there's an entire planet just of like full of like you know a, a wasteland of, of death and we're, we're just coming off of this this very serious guy and it's just like it, 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 to, I find myself that, that it sours on this on the plot that Toriyama just told I can't say that enough <laughs> I just start repeating it um, it does feel like it got put on the back burner, or that it was, it was like two ideas developed independently and then sandwiched together. Yeah, because this, this, this—I think this arc has, up to this point, has been 
well, it's, it's it kind of reminds me of like when we talk about Fat Boo turning people into candy and killing the world that way. He was killing people, and it was seen it was deemed as horrible in the story, but it was shown so humorously. So it's kind of like this now, where it's like you know, this this Boo is a serious guy. He's the worst villain they've ever gone up against. So we're gonna have this character fight him, and it's gonna be like you know, like a slapstick I Love Lucy comedy for a long stretch of time. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Damn it, I didn't like this. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, See, so so what did you find positive about these episodes? Okay. Like, like the, the, obviously the humor turned you off. You know, the direction it took, or the impl- at least the the way, or the delivery of, of what happens in the episodes you didn't like. Yeah, some of the execution. Um, well, let's talk about, I know you talked a lot about it, so I don't want to, if you've, feel that like I'm asking you to repeat yourself I, I apologize but uh let's go back to like when Boo killed Chi Chi um cause I, I I like to say some more about that 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 was I, I like that for a couple of reasons I think it was like monumentally stupid of her to do that <laughs> what did she think was gonna happen <laughs> I know I, I know Chi Chi's Chi Chi and it was perfectly in her character for her to for do something like that but like I mean she, she's like kind of sitting there waiting for an apology <laughs> oh boy no, let's go ahead. Yeah, like I didn't, I did not expect that to happen. I was like, okay, you know. Oh no. That because that's the joke. It's like, oh, everybody's like, oh, he's gonna do something, and he asks, does she like eggs? That was a nice and line. I, <laughs> and my thought was, okay, you know, we've seen Boo cooking and Boo, Boo, you know, being fed before. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe she's gonna kind of break through or something. And no, no, he 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 just turns into an egg and smashes her. So, I was like, whoa, okay, they just killed off Chi-Chi. And yeah, you know, you, you have the MacGuffin of the Dragon Balls, but... Yeah. It, I, you know, it didn't it didn't diminish what happened. Which I think is says a lot to the, to the show, to the storytelling, that you can you can have that in your back pocket the entire show. Like, get out of jail free card, and still get me to invest in a character. Oh yeah, because I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm spoiling anything and saying like, you know, like, like you know... All these dead characters—they're gonna be—they're gonna be back. They are gonna be back. I mean, you've seen Battle Guides. Like, there's Dragon GT exists. They're gonna be back. So, like, I'm not—I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say how that happens, but like, the fact, I think the fact that like this also happens to me is very, very extreme. And uh, I thought that in and of itself, I thought was pretty good. Like, you know, even my problems with like you know the other characters dying and, and the whole planet dying, like all that divorce. I thought that was actually pretty good because it showed Boo's complete lack of, of, of crap in terms of like you know caring who he kills like he doesn't he doesn't know her from that like just because we know her he should not care about her whatsoever and like you know he shows that accordingly and i th- I just felt so bad for goten i really i i, I think that like in all the deaths in dbz i've never felt like like you know piccolo dies gohan's sad krillin dies goku's sad chunks dies vegeta's sad this is the first time i think in the series where i genuinely felt bad for the person who grieved the most over someone's death i i, I truly pity that kid because he's he's not used to this kind of stuff. He's not used to fighting supervillains and dealing with people on this level, and the fact that he's lost everybody in his family, and he is so yeah, young. he's lost everybody in his family in about what a day. Pretty much. I mean, he yeah, was... he, he got his he got his dad back. He met his dad, lost him, mm-hmm. lost his older brother, who's probably the the biggest male figure he's had in his life. Yeah, he lost uh, you know his best friend and lost his dad. <laughs> Easily, Boo, Boo has the biggest tally for kills in this series, but uh, uh, but that's why I, I, I thought the anime did it really well. I mean, like, the manga does it well, but like you see Go- Goten crying and he says like, "Mom's all I had," and just 
Oh, I, oh man, that, that got to me. That really did. So I, I like that scene. Um, I even like the small touch of Piccolo kind of using Videl, like, you know, like, oh, there's Mr. Satan's daughter. You know, like, like oh, you know, um, she wants you to wait, too. But then, like, you know, Boo does say, like, you know, I'll after a while, I'll kill her, too. But Because I was about to, like, call him, like, hey, he killed Videl. He, he, he said, you know, but then again, you know, he kind of warned that he would. Which, again, which pisses me off. Like, kill Videl, come on now. <laughs> I don't like that. Man. <laughs> it all goes back to that. I don't like that the characters are taken off the table. Mm-hmm. Like, from being able to influence the story. But then I got to also remember, what were these characters doing? Before this episode, like fair point, they they were literally sitting around doing things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's not like they're like. Uh, it's true. I don't know. To me, to me, it's like this is obviously done done for a story point, but it goes back into like uh, later on how it's dealt and kind of to me, I feel it does feel forgotten a bit. Like, like honestly, they're they're go- they weren't doing much, but like you know they were taken off the table. I don't know. I, I, I don't care for it. I don't care for that. I did not like the fact that... if you're, I don't know. I, I know that, like, Krillin provided discretion so Aitken and Marin and the other two could run away, but the fact that, like, Aitken got shot in the back with a candy ray, and Marin, by the way, I, that, to me, was like, oh, man, she couldn't do anything? Like... Uh, mm. Part of this... Part of this reminds me of, um... You know, I, I kind of hesitate to make this connection because I know Kazenshu referenced it, or at least brought it up. But a lot of this does remind me, and I, I mentioned it last episode, a lot of this reminds me of um, of the movie End of Evangelion, which is like uh, uh, part of the series Neon Genesis Evangelion. Have you ever heard of that series? That anime I show? Have. I'm not familiar with what it's about. I'm not familiar with you know the main storyline, but I've heard about it. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a very, very like classic, famous, in, in, the, in the Dragon Ball Z game, vein of like classic anime it actually came it actually started like right after DBZ ended like around 95 96 um it's basically a sci-fi sh- it's, it's kind of a sci-fi big robot show but like it's it's a lot more subversive than that it's it's i got into it and i'm i'm still wrapping my head around it um i don't know if i want to spoil things but it is it is like you know a 20 year show but <laughs> a lot of this did remind me of that because that show also deals with like the end of the world and the apocalypse but here's the thing, though that that show that might be that might be why I am so dissatisfied because when that show pulled that trigger, and everyone on the planet like you know went away, I'll say, and major characters did die, you felt it. I mean, you felt it in your guts. Like it, it was like it was like there's no turning back, there's no holdbacks, there's no punch pull, there's no pulling any punches. I mean, like like this this is this this means something. Like this, in fact, a lot of this to me like a lot of like uh like later on. When Gotenks fights Boo and the and the tower is getting destroyed, there was a sense of like you know the end times like you know this is like this this really is the end because we are kind of dealing with the end of DBC here. This is the end of the series, but I whereas Evangelion like you know really like like shook me to my soul. <laughs> I've still not gotten over that series. That's that's still like really really disturbed me. But um, this to me, I, I guess maybe maybe subconsciously I was comparing that to this and being mad at the comedy but honestly I, I don't think I ever liked uh, the fact that like the characters were killed off and there were still jokes about it which we'll get into a bit later uh, it was just there's just too much cognitive dissonance in my mind going on here in terms of like what Toriyama's doing and what he's, he's, he's it's almost like he's kind of like riding off out of both sides of his mouth I, I don't want to repeat myself too much but now do you think that that's you know you said that when that show 
uh, you know, dealt with the apocalypse. They really dealt with it. Now, do you think that has anything to do with the fact that this scenario it has been like rehashed again and again with Dragon Ball? From, from you know, with Cell, it was the end of the world. You know, he took, you know, the whole world was doomed if they didn't stop Cell. Do you think that that kind of is kind of the cry wolf scenario? Um, I'm try, I, I don't want to misunderstand what you're saying. Are you saying that like uh, we've been here too many times before for me to? Do you think that? What are you saying exactly? Do you say it again? Yeah, basically, that, yeah. You know, we we've been here before, and it's harder for you to be invested in it because it's a familiar situation, or that maybe Toriyama has has gone to this world before. And so, in an effort to make it unique, he undermined his own story. I think it's more the latter because I don't. I don't. Ultimately, I will say this. Ultimately, I don't really. The the act of killing off everybody on the planet, the act of killing the characters, that in of itself, I don't really mind. I don't. I don't, I don't really mind that like the boot has killed everyone. To me, it's just the execution of it, the way he goes about it, the ramifications of it, and a lot of it falls on the fact that like we need we're as readers and viewers are set to rely on this Goten's character who would rather fight to make himself look cool than to fight to avenge the planet. That kind of pisses me off. And I understand, like, there's, that's, a, this, 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 it's Dragon Ball Z. This is, this isn't meant to, Evangelion is way darker than Dragon Ball Z. It, it, most, most anime series are. It's not meant to be taken all that seriously. But then I, I go back and think of, like, you know, the previous arcs, like the Cell arc, the Freezer arc, where we've seen serious, like I don't think we've seen a death in the series up to this point not been taken lightly, you know. Like I mean, we we joke a lot about Yamcha and Yamcha dying and stuff like that, but when he died, Krillin was pissed, and we felt Krillin's anger. When Chaozu died, Tien was sad. Like you know, when Krillin died, Goku was so angry he went super sad. Um, like you know, when um, like when characters die, typically. There's always, like, you know, an emotional catharsis that comes from that in the storytelling. And Toriyama, you know, Toriyama can say a lot about, you know, he's not good at drama, he's not good at romance, he's not good at making these dark. But he is. I think, I think at least to a certain extent or another, he is. And to me, this is like him not just, like, not showcasing that. Like, it's not... this. He's been killing off all these characters, and, like, he's just not been inserting the uh, expected, you know, natural emotional reaction. And he, like, I think the dub tries to make up for a little bit, but like ultimately, it's like the series just moves on, you know, without barely glancing at what is what has just happened. In it. Do you feel that way? I do. I do agree that, that you know that it isn't touched on as much as it needs to be, yeah. and you you do expect a certain reaction from the characters that you don't get. Um. And yeah, uh, Gotenks is very you know nonchalant about it and that persona that that image he puts up is still there even after all that and if ever there was a time to drop it it'd be that seriously well if ever there was a time to drop it it'd be when he sees his mother you know murdered well yeah he even says like you know oh even my mom was eaten and like that's when he swears to beat boo and then he goes back we'll get into that we'll get into that um yeah really (laughs) as opposed to Shinji when he sees Asuka's Bedraggled body. <laughs> oh, we're good. That's I'm not gonna get into Evangelion now. Gosh. Okay. Uh, is that is, show, where, where do you watch that show at? 
Or where can you watch? Well, I have ways. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I mean that's, that's like it's a twenty-six episode series with with a one movie. I mean, I would I would highly recommend it. It's not for everybody. But it, it's I basically saw that as an experience because I've always heard about it. I always heard it, it, it was very. It's actually very notorious. Like a lot of people, a lot of people really don't like it because that show is like basically it, it it's very much like a like a mind screw. I kind of I kind of I kind of saw it after that show, and and. and Sort of like a drug, a drug experience, like kind of to get a high. Like I've heard the show was really crazy, so I want to see it. And man, I got it. I got it in spades. <laughs> it, uh, 20, honestly, so it's twenty six episodes and one movie. Yeah, well, I say that now that they've since done other content, like like kind of like 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 Battle of Gods and DBZ Kai. There's been extra content since then, but the original run of the show had twenty six episodes and one uh, series ending movie. <laughs> they really ended the series. Uh, that hmm. that I'll have that. To track it down. I'm st- I'm still getting over i'm still like, like i'm still like dealing with that like emotion <laughs> I, I, it sounds really silly to say but man that that series like like it it uh it affected me harsh hardly uh harshly is it um, worth watching oh hell yeah hell yeah just to say you've seen it even if you don't like it I, i've actually danced around the idea that like because even i talked about after dbc would we want to do any other show and do a podcast on it the thought crossed my mind. What if we did this? But then, honestly, that show is so confusing and hard to explain to even people who like the show. They might not even be worth it because <laughs> we would spend hours trying to figure out what the hell does this mean. <laughs> like I don't, I don't. That's another thing. I, I, all the horrifying images and the, the nightmarish imagery, and like like the, the, the crazy, crazy, and all you know, like the religious imagery, and you know, all these gigantic beings, like you know, the, the crucifix explosions and stuff. I don't know what all that. I mean. Besides the, the, the fact that like they look cool, but like in terms of the plot, I don't know what it means. So I've been like trying like like late at night trying to figure out what it means. It's just been disturbing me over and over again. But I recommend it. <laughs> sounds very sounds very juicy. Oh oh, oh my god yeah it's it's a uh, it's it's a it's it's a, it's a stiff drink compared to DBZ. It's a, it's an extremely stiff drink. Like uh, it's like the, the first ten episodes or so are like very very run of the mill. Like 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 there's it's very very like um inconspicuous and then like around ha- the halfway point it like kind of takes a nosedive into like you know what the hell territory it's like like you don't like you don't know what to expect or what's going on it's just crazy like it really really uh breaks the rules on what you think you expect from like an anime show it, it kind of sets you up in that way it's, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a bait and switch which is kind of cool Is there anything you want to br- else you want to bring up in, in terms of these episodes up up to this point? We've talked a lot about them. Um, you know, I, every criticism you said, uh, I can get behind and I I recognize, and maybe I will go back and rewatch these. But you know, I like I like what I saw, and good, good, good. No, I'm really, I, 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 and see now, now you know, look, I, I recognize your criticism. I understand it, and I'm trying to th- figure out, you know, well, why did I watch it? Because your criticisms seem legit, like. <laughs> but I guess you know, I guess in the end, watching these, I I did feel the sacrifice of the characters, which was one of the big points, oh, good. was done well. Um, yeah, and now if it isn't touched on later on, I I do think that would be a disservice to the characters. Uh, I, I did not like Goten's. I do agree that he's very flippant. I don't. I don't like that. 
that's his that's the character trait they choose to highlight in spite of everything that's happened you know yeah i, I really didn't want to come in here and like you know you say you like it and then change your mind just by stating why i didn't like it i didn't want to like you know just and, and i'm glad that like you know say you, you you didn't enjoy it and i think i think you know isolated like if you just choose to watch the the Gotenks boo fight on its own without the context of the series, it is it is entertaining to a degree, but like just just at least for right now, uh, I can't really do that in terms of where, where my head's at right now. But yeah, I, I'm glad. I honestly, I'm not saying this to be patronizing. I really am glad that you you liked it because you know these things are meant to be enjoyed. So I, I, I was I was I hope that like I didn't like you know end up like uh like uh bullying you out of your your enjoyment. I'm glad that I didn't. No, like no, no, no. Yeah, everything, everything you, you mentioned, I, I, I recognized and I noted myself to an extent. I think you just had, you just had a little more extreme reaction than I did, or you went left when I went right. You know. Oh yeah, we're we're talking, we're talking about it's not just me doing the show. It's uh, two different people with two different brains. And ultimately, you know, with Gotenks, uh, the, the whole, the whole arc with him it 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 almost seems like it's not necessarily coming to an end now that go gohan is kind of back in the picture are going to be back in the picture yeah but i'm i'm very much looking forward to gotenks taking a back seat because i know like gohan like i don't know i feel like gohan can avenge the characters whereas gotenks would not <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about that. But let's let's uh, let's get let's take that into Ch- Dragon Ball Z Chapter Three Hundred, titled Super Gotenks, because that's where we're at right now. Down here, not too shabby, huh? We make a good team. Stay focused, Gotenks. We're not done yet. Are you sure? You're still there, Majin Buu. Come on! I've only got five more minutes, then we'll have to wait an hour until I can do fusion again. You'd be smart to show your face! Here I am, about to lose all my powers and be helpless to defend myself! Really? It's just poor little Gotenks here, all by his lonesome, unable to fight back at all. Can you hear me, Boo? Saiyan 3 Gotenks charges Majin Buu and immediately knocks him into a, a wall of the uh, of the, the palace of the Kame's lookout, which just shocks Piccolo. Uh, he fi- uh, he appears right behind Buu in, in midair. Buu flings him and throws him right through the the ground, the floor of the of the lookout. And the two of them start, start just fighting all around the ground in the air, and the lookout is more and more destroyed. Piccolo is just aghast at this. The entire time he's happy, he's like, the palace, the palace, the palace. So, at one point, Boo gets really upset and curls himself, like, like he, the way he does this is like, 
he's leaning forward, but his legs roll behind his back, and uh, he curls himself up into a ball in a way that's anatomically impossible. But he's boots, and he's all about that. So he curls himself into a ball and fires himself at Piccolo and Gotenks, and destroying more of the lookout in the process. He flies and flies and flies and hits the, the palace to where it's pretty much all but the one small speck of ground, and it's all pretty much completely annihilated. So Piccolo's like, Gotenks, do something! So Gotenks starts to pose as Super Donut. He says, Stop posing and do it! He says, Ah, it would have been so cool. Super Donut Chain! So he fires uh, several rings at Boo, and they enclose him in a bit of a gigantic volleyball. So Gotenks is like, Oh, yeah! So uh, Piccolo's thrilled by this, but Gotenks says, No, he's not over yet. He can still get out of this. We gotta weaken him. So he makes up something on the fly and says, Ultra Boo Boo Volleyball! Piccolo, help me out. So, uh, he has Piccolo kind of set up like as though his volleyball partner. And says, so he, uh, passes to Piccolo. Piccolo says, sets. And then, uh, Gotenks flies in the air and says, spike! And smacks the volleyball down onto planet Earth. Um, Piccolo says, did he really need my help? I can't believe this is the savior of the planet. So, SSDH3 Gotenks flies downward. And there's a gigantic, uh, crater where the ball fell. And Gotenks is like, ha 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 ha! Aren't I scary? So he and Piccolo wait for Boo to come out, but Boo's not really showing any sign of life. So Gotenk says, Come out here! Take your beating! Hurry up! If I lose this form, it'll take me at least an hour before I can beat you again! And Boo kind of like wakes up at that. So uh, he fires this enormous Kai Blast that kind of shoots up into the sky and blows back Piccolo and Gotenks. Piccolo says, A blast like that could sweep the Earth away without a trace. So, Gotenks is a bit annoyed at this, so he says, You'll regret that! Take this! And as he begins to fire several energy blasts into the ground, he says, Rapid fire! What is it? Rapid fire tie-dye missile! Which, okay. <laughs> so he fires again and again and again, and just these heavy-armed uh, energy blasts. Piccolo says, Stop it! You'll destroy the planet! But Gotenks says, Who cares? Everyone's dead already! You fool! The Dragon Balls are across this planet! If one ball is destroyed, no one can be restored! And Goku says, oh, okay, that's a good point. Well, he's gotta be pretty weak now. Boo flies up, showing some damage, but not a lot. And Piccolo says, he's not, maybe he's not physically weakened, but he's mentally weakened. He's never fought anyone as strong as you, and it disturbs him. So Gotenks does the, he, he does that thing that Boo did earlier, where his nose elongates like, like a Pinocchio. So he's like, Boo is all just upset that he's fighting the most powerful person in the universe. So Boo flies towards him and headbutts him in the face. But Gotenks fires back, and they fly towards uh, a now, you know, walking dead city where everyone's dead. But they start fighting in the city. So Gotenks flies towards him and uh, tries to fight, do a flying kick at him. But Boo fires a mouth blast at him, completely frying the city and roosting a bit of Gotenks. Gotenks, in true Warner Brothers fashion, has his clothes ruined, but then in the next shot, his clothes are fine. It's, oh yeah, take this! And he fires his own mouth blast right back at Boo. Boo says, no! And he kind of just flies back and is legitimately burned by this. Before Boo can get up, Gotenks arrives and kicks him in the face and actually starts fighting him for real. Finally, Jesus. So he actually starts beating on Boo pretty quickly, hitting him left and right. Goku, Kabito, and Kaioshin are watching from the crystal ball on uh, Kaioshin's planet. And Goku's like, wow, look at them go! That's the fusion, right? At this rate, Gohan won't even get a turn! 
So, after a while, Gotenks uh, lets Boo st stops hitting Boo. Boo's physically damaged to the point where his eyes swollen. And then he kind of forms a Kamehameha pose and says, Now for the finish, I'm going to chew you up and spit you out. I'll blast you into so many pieces you won't be able to regenerate. This is the end! And right before he fires his attack, he goes back into normal! Oh no! So, he's normal Gotenks now. Uh, the power was too much for his uh, his fuse body to take on. So, uh, he's kind of in a bit of a fix. Uh, Boo regenerates and kind of just kind of giggles at him. Gotenks says, um, even I have to admit, that's kind of funny. Piccolo says, oh no, it's all over. So Goku says, hurry, uh, old guy, you gotta hurry this up. Gotenks' fuse is about to wear off. And, um, the old guy says, oh, it's okay, you can, you can go now. I've, I've been done for a while. About five or ten minutes. And everyone's like, what? Ooh, why didn't you say so? Oh, I gotta hurry. So how do I how do I access this this great power? And the old guy says, eh, just, I don't know, try going Super Saiyan. That, that'll work like that. So Gohan's like, okay, all I'll do is just become a Super Saiyan. So he powers up, and even greater gusts of wind blows everybody back. The, the old guy just goes flying. <laughs> Goku's particularly stunned. And um, Gohan looks the same, but uh, he says, I have so much power now. This is incredible. And Goku can sense that he's he's very, 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 very powerful. One of the most powerful people he's ever he's ever felt. And he says, but, you're, but you look so normal. You're not even a Super Saiyan. And the old guy says, transformation isn't everything. That's Super Saiyan business. It's just showbiz. So Kaioshin says, come on, come on, let's go, before Boo destroys the planet. And then Kabito says, no, I'll just take him and um, drop him off and come back here. Is we'll, we'll be in his way. So uh, Goku says, go on, go on, Gohan. <laughs> I wish I could see you, but I'm, my place is here. I won't see you again until you uh, die. So, uh, good luck, and kick his butt. Gohan's like, Gohan's like, I will! And then he grabs his father and gives him a long hug. That's nice. Goku says, alright, now get going. So he gives him the thumbs up, and Kabito and Gohan teleport. Uh, back on the planet, Go Gotenks is getting beat up even more. Not even the Kamikaze Ghost can do much damage. Um, Gohan tells Kabito, they're on the planet Earth now, they're a bit of ways. Uh, before we f I fight, can you change my clothes? I want the same outfit as my dad. I want to w fight wearing his uniform. So Kabito says, no trouble at all. So he uh, gives him... Gohan Gohan, Gohan is now just, just like Goku, the modern Goku. And um, Kabito says, we expect great things from you, Gohan. We'll be praying for your success over on our planet. So Gohan says, goodbye. All right, now it's time. So he flies off. So, Boo's kicking more of Gotenks' ass, throws him into a, a building, or not a building, but a mountain, uh, and out from the dust, Trunks and Goten says, you're going to pay for that? And they look into the, oh no, the fusion, it's worn off! So, as Boo is walking towards them, they're both shaking in their little boots, like, what are we going to do? It's all over! But far away, Gohan is flying to the battlefield, and is about to fight. Unfortunately, we can't talk about that until next month, so we'll leave it off right wah, here. Wah, wah. <laughs>
Okay, so I, I know I covered much of the episodes in the last bit of review, but I thought that I had a lot more of what I wanted to mention, but uh, the remainder... Super Saiyan 3 Goat Tinks versus Boo, and, you know, the the merciful end of the old Kai Gohan plot. What are your thoughts mm. on these episodes, Jesse? Okay, um, Gotenks seemed to be taking the fight a little more serious this time, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Um, it was good to see the character actually kind of... <laughs> Put a, put away the the shtick for a little bit, you know. Um, I will. Or at least have it felt like there was less of it. Right. And thank God that the old Kai <laughs> is done. Like I don't want to see that character for a good little while. Like really, I I just don't. I, I I'm All tired right. of I'm tired of Gohan sitting on the sides. Like it's had its desired effect. I want to see him, you know, affect the storyline now. I want to see him kick some ass. Like like. So this definitely seems like a turning point for the arc, uh, or at least kind of like you know your, your second wind. We we haven't seen Go Gohan go against Boo since, yeah, especially since his power up. We don't yes, really know right. you know what he can do at this point. Mm-hmm. We just know that he's extremely powerful and he's not even a Super Saiyan yet. So uh, this, I mean, as as divisive as I think these episodes have been, I've got to say that I, I can't imagine these don't leave you on a on a high point like. Oh yeah, no, I, that, that that cliffhanger was awesome because <laughs> I I this is my favorite uh, version of Gohan, like this and Super Saiyan two Kid Gohan, as uh, him dressed as Goku like this, being this powerful, I love it. Uh, but, but before I go on, like you you uh go ahead, I interrupt you. Go ahead, finish what you're saying. Oh no no, I I wanted you to go. Yeah, uh, is this is this the first time we've seen him dress as his father or dress in a similar outfit to his father? Oh, no, it's not. Adult. Um, at this stage, it is. Uh, he definitely, I mean, he dressed like him in the same arc when he was uh, on his own. Like, he was, like, uh, he had his clothes, but Piccolo's insignia. And in movie nine, when he fought Bojack, he was dressed as him. But um, this is the first time we're seeing him, like, decked out. And to me, it's always interesting because by this point, Goku has stopped having the uh, symbols on his, sh- on, his sh- on his shirt. And he said, stop having, like, like the, uh, the uh, pull-on belt. It's a lot more of a streamlined, slick-down costume, which... Again, kind of going back to like when I was a kid in the fandom, the Boo Saga was so far away that like it was kind of alien seeing these kinds of clothes. So seeing Gohan like this, no, this is the first time we've seen him in, at this age in these clothes. Which when I was a kid, um, the Boo Saga was almost like something like of legend. Like everyone was like, you know, oh, you think that Dragon Ball Z is censored now with the next dimension all that? They will never adapt the Boo Saga because there's so much violence in the Boo Saga and so many people will die. They will never ever get around to doing the Boo Saga. Yeah, they did, but, <laughs> but like I mean, there was there, it was kind of funny how fandom worked because it was for fandom that I was in because there was always oh yeah, Gohan is going to get this power up and fight Boo, and Vegeta has a son and Gohan has a brother and they form one guy and everyone's like like that's that's a lot that, that doesn't happen no I, I swear yeah, it happens it, it, it seems it seems so far fetched from like what you what you you know and it's all alien right exactly. <laughs> Because I remember, like I, I, you know, I remember. Similarly, I, I obviously I didn't watch it as much as you did. Right. But I remember seeing it on Toonami, seeing it, on, you know, what I what I did see of it, and then talking to friends who were into it heavy, you know. And this was before the internet was like a very big thing where you can just easily go, you know, 
type in, you know, oh, and read about every it. Wikipedia article you want about Dragon Ball, right? Like, exactly. like, I'm just hearing secondhand stories. Yeah, you know, like you said about, oh, you know, Goten's like, well, is this Goku as a kid? What does this guy look like? You know, why does he look like this? No, it's his second son. He has two sons? What? Like, you know? I know, like, the idea of Goku having another son was, like, so foreign, because, like, we were familiar with Gohan from the Saiyan and Namek saga. Like, the idea of that happening was so... I mean, I'm looking at the manga volume right now, and, like, on the back of it, there's a Toriyama John image of Super Saiyan 3 Goku, Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, and... I said, I'll, I'll talk about Gohan's name, maybe, but, like, Gohan, as he is now. And this image I remember seeing when I was about nine years old at summer camp, and... Like it was, it was just so strange. It looked, it looked nothing. Like it sounds strange because you know it's Dragon Ball Z, but it looked nothing like I was familiar with. Because to me, Dragon Ball Z was Nappa and Vegeta turning into a great ape and the Ginyu Force, and that was it. That was that was Dragon Ball Z. Now it's like like we're we're in such a, a different echelon of the series that that um this it's just it's just, it's just interesting to me, but uh. I don't, yeah, I don't know it's how funny. It seems like like the memories I have of as a youth are uh, pretty much end at the the Namek saga. Def- oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially like, definitely, it's it's um. But I don't think if I had, I don't think if if I saw Super Saiyan as like while it happened on TV, like I still th- I want to say that that was still like nebulous in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because like, yeah, like 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 like. It didn't look at, Super Saiyan Goku doesn't look anything like Goku besides the clothes. Like he, the hairstyle is different, the hair color is different, the eye color is different. So it's like all these characters. Even even seeing Super Saiyan Vegeta was like a revelation. Like like that doesn't look anything like Vegeta, but it is Vegeta, and it was just excuse me. It it is it, is we're we're pretty much. I mean like um uh with after next episode uh in December we will be in the final um actually no wait I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. After next episode, we will be in the final volume of all of Dragon Ball. We're that close to the end, and wow. see, seeing I know for real, seeing um, seeing like like this these things that like I was so excited to like learn about, but it would take years for me to learn about as a kid, like 15 years ago. Seeing them now, it's it is it's it's fun. And Gohan was a big part of that because I, I heard so many like, "Oh, Gohan, he's the one that kills Cell, and he's gonna do this, and he's gonna take on Boo head to head." And um, it's uh, we're not really talking about the episodes right now, but like, but honestly, like, it's it's interesting getting to this point. This because this, this is a big uh, jumping off point. Yeah, it's it's almost like a weird reverse nostalgia. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Like it's like a it's like a nostalgia for being unfamiliar with something or. or Kind of like finally getting the like payoff to something you heard about. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember um, um back when the internet was and really when you say like you know this is before the internet, obviously the internet was around. But this really is like people. If we have any younger listeners listening, um, like if you're uh, in high school or whatever, it wasn't really until um I would say like around 2002 or 2003 that like you could use the internet to like learn about things like like whenever you wanted. I mean, back when like. Uh, you and I were probably in grade school and middle school and junior high, like, uh, you would hear, like, like, it's like short excerpts of things, but you couldn't, like, really, like, you know, learn whatever you wanted. There was no Wikipedia. There was no, no Wikipedia. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get internet access. I didn't get my own PC until I was in high school, and didn't get, like, even then, internet access was AOL, right? Like, yeah. Like, so if you wanted to go online, you had to go to the library. That's exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, those were the times we lived in, those were the times, I mean, I, then, I'll tell you, yeah, you know, you, it was like, it was so 
hard to do like an AOL search for something. You know, you had such limited time. It was like you couldn't possibly fit everything you wanted to search for in there. You know, so it was, you got snippets and you got little bits, and people didn't even know how to you know really do websites. So you got these like half-assed attempts to give you character biographies and stuff. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was wild. There's a lot of misinformation. I'm, I, I don't remember every every misinformation, but I remember there was so much misinformation about DBZ. Like, you didn't know what was real and what was not. Everyone knows that there's a Super Saiyan 5 and Super Saiyan 6 and 7 and 8. Like, oh my god. You know, oddly enough, there's like a few different things like, during that same time frame, because Dragon Ball, like, while I wasn't intimately familiar with it, I had a lot of friends who were. So it was kind of always on the outskirts yeah. of my fandom, you know, like, like my friends were into it, so I was tangentially into it. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember we, we talked about stuff like that, like, there was stuff like that, there was, uh, what was it like? A lot of video games were big. Like, oh, you know how to get this this level in Sonic? Like, oh, oh yes. There? You know, like, and you you see a random screenshot on internet somewhere that uh yeah it was like oh you get that hidden character in Mortal Kombat if you do this this and this you'll get to him like it was you know as much misinformation as it was it was a fun time right like it was glorious it, it was it was it, like 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 the world was so wide and large back then. You know, it was it was like there was so much out there that like you could sink your teeth into, and like there was no it was like there was no end of possibilities. It almost in the days of like yeah. no internet in the in the library. <laughs> like I think I think you legitimately lose some bit of wonder with the ability to fact check and to sure. have access to everything. Like I think you lose some imagination. That's true. Absolutely. I think because yeah, uh, people people were daydreaming on a, a Super Saiyan five like yeah it's ridiculous but but you know it's it's fun to like just imagine like hey yeah maybe that happens you know yeah it just it just like it's, it was almost like it was almost a, sort of a, a modern day like you know sit down and let me tell you a tale that happened a long time ago like I don't know uh, John Henry a, a steel driving man <laughs> like those kind of myths but like you know oh yeah and um. Uh, they go to Namek and they, they summon the, the, the dragon. It looks completely different. He's all big and muscular. Like, it sounds like BS, but like, that happened and just... Well, yeah, that's another thing. It's like, the stories that actually happen, it's like, what? Like... Yeah! It, it, it really it sounds like, like, are you making that up? Like, like uh, but... It's fun to see that from fruition now, and like uh, because because we're, we're going on a story, and the story's like, you know, the story's, you know, developing how the story develops. There's no real... I don't, th- I don't think there's an inherent sense of like you know awesomeness uh, that 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 we're unfamiliar with as we're watching. It's like okay, Gohan's here to fight. That's pretty cool. But like thinking back to like I mean when I, when I bring up you know thinking back to when I'm a kid like you know like for instance uh, some websites had very small clips of episodes that were in Japanese that you didn't know the context for, and just seeing like you know like like one instance you see go tanks, the next instance you see go the trunks. Where they come from? Who's trunks? How that happened? This character flying towards the screen. They say that's Gohan, and he's just like Goku. Like, how did all this come to be? And like, it, it's very—I think it's a very bizarre tangent that I, I didn't think we're going to get on. But it's—it's—it's—it is—it's—it's it's an aspect of fandom that that would that, that used to be. <laughs> it's, I don't know, yeah, that I don't think is anymore. We're like the from Crisis to Crisis of, of Dragon Ball. It's like back when oh, this yeah, happened. Like... <laughs> oh man. Um. So, but, but like, uh, but basically, you you like these episodes more, or did you like these episodes just fine? Uh, I think I, I don't know if I liked them more, or if I just was affected negatively less than you were. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. That's 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 that's, that's fine. Um, I I still have my problems with Gotenks in these episodes, even as a Super Saiyan three. 
he's, I mean, like, you know, like, he, he just saw Bulma, or I guess he knows that Bulma's dead, and he's like, and now I'll, I'll, I'll turn Boo into a volleyball, see? And I'm like, are you done? Like, are, 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 are we fully amused yet, Toriyama? Are you satisfied? Damn it. A lot of, this, this is where my, my frustration for, like, you know, killing the cast off goes, because it goes nowhere, because Gotenks doesn't give a shit. Or, or, I, mean, I don't want to say that completely, but he, but he certainly acts like he doesn't. Yeah, like, well, his his negative character, he really doesn't do a lot to make the character endearing. Like, his negative aspects, which are the aspects I don't like about him, which are, you know, his, his goofy, his arrogance, his, you know, his aloofness, like, those get highlighted where, you know, it's like, I think those are aspects of Trunks he's trying to play up. Yeah, very, very Trunks-like. Of Goten, like. Right. Like where you know where's that character who was crying about his mom getting killed? Yeah, exactly. Where's Trunks, where's Trunks uh, affecting uh, you know emoting about his mom getting killed? Like yeah, Boma's not dead, and and the character hasn't uh, hasn't responded to that at all. Yeah, I, 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 I can imagine him you know, still being cocky or whatever, but he but at least be assertive and not like you know. Just stop screwing around. <laughs> I mean, he did the volleyball. He's, he's a bit more active in it. Like, he's turning into a volleyball. He's, he's actually firing at him. But, like, I mean, these characters, I mean, go to the trunks, I think, separately shouldn't know how to fight and take down a person. I don't, I don't think that, like, because obviously, go is his own person. So, I don't think that, like, he would. I don't think that those two would uh, not know not to attack somebody. But go is almost like. It's almost like he has no concept of, you know, taking somebody down. Uh. Uh, I, I I can't complain about that enough, but um, I'm in total agreement with you. I it I, I, it feels like forever since G- Gohan took a step. <laughs> you know, we've, we've seen him do anything, but you know, exactly. Like I'm trying to remember like, when was when was it when he first started this? It was it was like at least three episodes ago, like, like th- few, several months. I mean, when you think about like several months of episodes, it's pretty. It's been like twenty at least twenty twenty five episodes since he's been doing anything. Yeah, I mean, because he got he he got sent to their planet. He got their stone or the the sword out of the stone. Oh God, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did too. Until just now, <laughs> so we had that whole subplot, right? Like, I mean, because that was and that was when Bobbity was still alive. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> when Bobbity was a thing? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, man. Now, um, when it comes to Gohan, like there is a very very slight difference. Uh, my dog's breaking down my door. I hope you don't hear that. But um, there's a there is a slight difference in the face in terms of his power up. I'm not sure if you noticed it. Like his eyes are a bit more. There's there's a bit more of, of like a of a, a of a delineated line with his eyes than he was before the power up. Did you, did you notice that, or did he look totally the same? Because it, it is hard. It took me years to actually notice that. Uh. I seem to remember him looking differently, like something about his stare, but yeah. I'm not quite sure. So his eyes are, are they're drawn differently? They are drawn. They are drawn. Like, like think about how the Super Saiyans are typically drawn. Like if you look at like Goku or Goten, Toriyama draws it's almost like, like the lines of the eyes don't fully connect, and there's like the, the yeah. dot for the eyes. Like Gohan typically has that. He doesn't anymore in this new form. That's that's like the only difference, which I think, which to be honest, like, what, so what do you, what do you make of? Uh, let's kind of, I'm throwing the ball back at you, but like, what do you like the fact that like, for someone who's strong, strong now, he doesn't even have to go Super Saiyan. I, I like that. Yeah, it's not. On one hand, I I, I like categorizing things, and I like 
yeah. visual visual cue. So it's it's nice when something physically changes. Like okay, you know, you can tell he's this level now. But I I do like that the character doesn't have to have that visual cue. You know, it doesn't have to have that. Hey, look, his hair's blonde. You know, that that trope's not really in effect right now. And I do like that we can we're going to be shown hopefully anyway we're going to be shown the difference in his power level as opposed to just you know being told or just you know oh adding lightning to him you know so i think that and you know like like you said i like smaller uh, smaller details like his eyes that or if the character holds himself differently or commands like the pre- has a commanding presence more i think that could be a good indicator it doesn't always have to be so i guess so telegraphed yeah, full on full on Saiyan transformation, or bigger muscles like like yeah. with uh, Trunks and Vegeta. Yeah, I think there are other ways to go about differentiate differentiating the character. I agree. I, th- I think it's really. I, I like after all this time, there's been so much Super Saiyan this and Super Saiyan that. I really do enjoy the fact that like, like we we're talking about the Super Saiyan three transformation, how different that looks. But he's so powerful that like 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 appearances don't really matter. He's that powerful. That to me is really cool. There was I, I remember I remember bringing this up back when Battle of Gods first came out. There was a long there was long there was a long time um, thought of theory that like he either could not go Super Saiyan anymore, or if he did, like the Earth would blow up, which is another one of those like you know online DBZ rumors that like are never substantiated. Um, because I remember it, we talked about this back when it happened uh, during the Battle of Gods trailer. They showed this Gohan go Super Saiyan, and every fan, even in Japan, like, like that that's not supposed to happen. That that can't happen. And then like um, and then like they had to actually come and say, oh wait, well he can do that, but like there's no increase in power, so it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to do that anymore. And I kind of like 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 helped explain what we're dealing with here because I thought for years, I thought for years that like he just straight up could not do it anymore. Like because Kai tells him to go Super Saiyan and he does it and it doesn't it doesn't happen. But that's not. It's kind of it, we're kind of seeing like, like the evolution of the whole Saiyan mythology in terms of like Super Saiyan transformations are. They're more and more, at least the way Toriyama is right now, a, a, an intentional transformation as opposed to like you know a step that you get to towards the power. It's actually kind of confusing. I don't, I don't fully understand it myself, to be honest. Um, but uh, that is essentially that's pretty much where we leave off uh, with this episode. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Um, I wonder if. Gokhan going Super Saiyan is one of the, some of the deleted material in Battle of Gods. Oh, I hope so. I would love to see more Gohan in Battle of Gods. I was, <laughs> uh, especially, I like how he, like, I, we talked about it, but I like how, like, one one episode, he's, um, or not one episode, but one shot, he's in normal clothes, and then when Lord Beer <laughs> starts attacking, he's randomly dressed like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what I want to mention. Um, going back to, like, the whole fan era thing, a common, I remember one time you talked, like, last episode, you talked about, you know, the ne- Gotenks' name, you wonder, if, oh, is that a man's translation? No, his name is Gotenks. A common fan name for this version of Gohan, and I'm not, I'm not sure I can read to this, but a lot of people refer to this as Mystic Gohan. Just, just Mystic? because. Mystic Gohan. Mystic Gohan. And that's. That, 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 that was like the character's name, just because, like, you know, we gotta call this badass something. Um, the, the recent video games have titled him Ultimate Gohan, just because, like, this is, like, you know, like, like the, the super strong Gohan from the series. There's no real name to it. It's, it's sort of like, you know, Boo. Like, he's always Majin Boo, but, like, you know, the Boo we're dealing with in these episodes is sort of referred to as Super Boo. And then there's Fat Boo and, like, or Skinny Boo. So there are, there are kind of names that, like, the fans have given the characters, which 
aren't exactly factual, but you know they do inform you of who you're dealing with. So like yeah, at this point they're pretty much what is it, fandom? You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like so, so I myself, I, I, I did grow up like around Red Hulk. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But that uh, became official. Or Black Suit Spider Man, so symbiote, symbiote Spider Man, like yeah, still yeah, Spider Man, exactly. right? So like I, I, def- I grew up around the the whole. This is Mystic Gohan. So should I slip into that vernacular? That's what's going on. I, I like it as a name, but um. <laughs> it's just Il-Gohan. for some reason that seems more fitting when he's wearing the Kai outfit. Oh yeah, definitely. Wait, he, he kind of has that flair. Mm-hmm. It has, it has, it has. It kind of evokes that uh, sort of like you know magic quality. Um, I don't know why. He's, <laughs> yeah, for some reason people said I have an idea. Let's call him Mystic Gohan because he's dressed like Goku, even though he's done that before, but. It's it's fun. I, I I I like it. I like it. It doesn't make any sense, and I'm sure purists will not like that. But I find that enjoyable. Um, uh, yeah, and I love the cliffhanger because I love I love missing Gohan, and uh, I thought it was a pretty cool cliffhanger to be honest. Like you know, oh no, Gotix is out, but Gohan is in. Let's see what happens next. Yeah, I mean at this point, I mean he's he. These three characters are three of what. Uh, like seven characters that are left alive. Like, well, Goku's technically not alive. The guys can't do anything, so that's four more characters who are irrelevant. So you got, you've got literally Gohan, Trunks, Goten, and Mr. Satan. Oh, and Piccolo. This is five. Oh, and Piccolo, yeah. And right now, Gohan is the only character left who has any chance of doing anything. <laughs> Which. We can happily, you know, we can happily rely on him for because I go. I will tell. I will say I don't think so, and I know so because I've seen it. But Gohan is not going to mess around like Goten, so that's a, a, a sane yeah, relief. Like these, these are probably the most dire situations the the series has been in. Oh, absolutely! Like, like the the population of Versus has been slaughtered. Uh, Bulma's dead for once. Chi-Chi's dead. Roshi's dead again. Not just dead again. Poor dead. Krillin's re-dead. Yeah, <laughs> really. Like, I, I like that scene with Krillin, but it's like you know he dies because he's Krillin. <laughs> it was it was, it was oh, almost parody. Another thing, like another thing, you know, all this all this stuff's happening, right? Yeah, she's getting killed. You know, all this bad bad juju's happening. Mm-hmm. What does Roshi do? He fills up Boma's ass. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, he does. Because you know, what does he do? He like buries himself in her chest. He tries to motorboat her. Oh man. Oh, I guess you interpret me the wrong way. <laughs> All right, that's 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 Roshi. He's the turtle hermit. He's uh, that's how he rolls. Well, at least he's consistent. Okay, like, let's give Roshi some more characterization before we kill him. <laughs> it's desperate to the story. <laughs> like, let's give Yamcha some more characterization. Wait, that is his characterization. Let's kill him. <laughs> we actually saw the shadows of him and Poir turn into. Did you catch that? Like you actually like see like like the shadows of Poir and Yamcha morph into candy, like like, like when, when like they did the whole like like light show thing. Oh, I, that I, is awesome. They uh, I heard like I remember they had the individual character screens like you you could hear like you could make out Bulma, and then it was maybe Roshi, then Videl, then like you hear everybody else, but um, which is a bit kind of horrifying. But yeah, that's pretty jacked up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean I. I did 
didn't really like uh, the Gotenks episodes, but once Gohan stood up and, you know, fight Earth, I was like, okay, but things are back on track. But overall, overall for this month, I, I truly, from what I said, and I, and, I, and I do, I mean this, I mean, I truly did not enjoy it. I think that this is where, where the series goes off the rails. Because I think that, like, Toriyama is taking a lot of things for granted in the, story, the storytelling. Um, characters are getting, like, there's just not enough uh, emotional ramifications or consequences from what he's doing and from what I remember this isn't the worst of it <laughs> oh lord but yeah this 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 I, I mean this I, I was really digging what we, we, what we were covering up to this point but this is the part where like this is the part where I say this is an endemic of my negative feelings towards Saka as a whole as a whole but we'll see about my feelings as a whole once we're done with it yeah yeah that's, that's, that's all I got for this this month me too like Gotenks' powerful fusion technique has come to an untimely end. Now separated, Goten and Trunks are no match for the fury of Majin Buu. Their only hope, and the only hope for all of planet Earth, lies in the newfound abilities of Gohan. After raising his powers to unheard of levels, he returns to his home planet as its hero once again. But will he arrive in time to save Goten and Trunks from the impending wrath of Majin Buu? Find out when Dragon Ball Z continues. So, next month in November, we shall cover... Um... Uh, Dragon Ball Z episodes 263 through 268. And the manga chapters will be... Dragon Ball Z chapters 303 through 308. So, that was a... <laughs> that was quite the conversational episode we had, I thought. <laughs> We're discussion-heavy, which yeah. is great. Uh, but again, I, really, I, I truly, genuinely do appreciate your, uh, uh, your input. And um, your... Uh, your, your stoicness and you know not not uh, uh you know having, having a different opinion than I basically I do, I do appreciate that so that's awesome um do you have anything to say before we close out for the month no I don't <laughs> sweet um so for this uh for the Halloween month of the next mission 2014 go out and uh trick or treat your heart's content if you're of that age otherwise you know go to a party and have some, you know, adult hijinks if you're of that age. And be sure to dress up. As a ghost. As a super, super kamikaze ghost. Yes. Just don't blow yourself up. We will see you guys in a turkey month of the month of the American holiday, Thanksgiving. Uh, until then, go out and enjoy yourselves. Thank you for listening to The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.lipson.com or write in for emails at dbcnextdimension at hotmail.com. If you like what you're doing, please leave in feedback at iTunes or like us on Facebook. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Kai are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. 
Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama. <laughs>